Welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Christine Steimer. Oh, hello. Miss Brittany Brombacher. I'm hungover. And we have special guest, Khalif Adam. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, ladies? Welcome to our humble little studio. This is fantastic. This is super dope. We've been wanting to get you on the show for a hot minute, and I know every time I've asked you, it's been like... Not enough time to schedule it properly. And so when <laughs> I found out that you were going to be in town for the Game Developers Conference, I was like, yo, Ooh. we got to make this happen. I, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. I'm humbled to be in your presences. <laughs> it's a lot easier to do it in person than over Skype. It is way better. Yeah. Way better to do it this way. Yes. It's super, super fun. 100% agree. Um, if you are new to the What's Good Games podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. This is your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff. And we are here in San Francisco during the Game Developers Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping before we really kick some things housekeeping. off. Yeah. Um, it is upon us. What? What's PAX what's East? Okay. Yeah. I was like, ladies and gentlemen. That was like a PAX just, upon your home. <laughs> just a couple of weeks away on Friday, April 6th at 3 p.m. in the Arachnid Theater is What's Good Games Live. We are going to be doing our panel. If you are going to be in Boston and you're coming to the Penny Arcade Expo, we'd love to see you out there. Please come by, say hi, um, come watch a live version of our show. Directly after that, from 5 to 7 p.m., we are hosting the What's Good Games Happy Hour Meet and Greet oh. at the Whiskey Pre. Oh yeah, Damn. whiskey Priest is a good spot too. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fun spot. That's a cool. cool so spot. we finally locked that down. Um, got everything signed, so it's official. We will be there. We will have our own little corner of the bar, roped off, <laughs> you know, baller style <laughs> or fancy. Um, so if you're going to be in Boston, even if you don't have a ticket to the show, you are more than welcome to come and join us. Come say hi. Um, I'm going to get balloons or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, can we get a balloon of a whiskey priest? <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna get below. I don't know, know what a whiskey priest is. Neither do I. We can make it up. Why don't we just get a balloon of a whiskey and a balloon of a priest? I'm sure they make those. A balloon of a, a, whiskey? a, a, a whiskey? Oh, a balloon of a priest. That sounds like something you find like a bachelorette party. I'll see or if I can get some custom. Really? Why would you want that at your bachelorette party? Hey, people like weird shit at the bachelorette party. That's parties. true. That's true. Um, but, uh, we want you guys to come out and say hi. Uh, we have an event up on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash what's good games. If you are planning to come, we would love it if you could RSVP so we can get a kind of an accurate head count of how many people are planning to show up just so we don't have a, a PAX West situation on our hands. If you guys came out to our PAX West meetup, you mean PSX? You mean PSX? No. I'm talking about PAX West where there was a line around oh, the Oh, you mean for the, at the circus oh, thing? Oh, the party. Wait, yeah. it wasn't called Circus. What was it called? Unicorn Bar? It was called the Unicorn Bar. Yeah, we did the the launch party. We partnered with Square Enix at PAX West. That was uh, a long line. We did not realize how many people were going to come to that thing. And wow, it was a line around the block. It was yeah. awesome. The PSX meetup also 
we underestimated how many people were going to attend <laughs> that. Time's and we, uh, yeah, we, we took over the Marriott lobby bar in a very awkward way where all the bartenders were like, what are you doing? They're like, <laughs> um, you kind of like can't do this. We were like, yeah. oh, we just did. We so. just thought it was going to be a couple pals hanging out, having a beer, talking about video games. The and then Zyger comes in with his lemon drops. Oh, yeah. And then there's like oh, a bunch man. of other people. And it was awesome. We loved seeing you guys and hanging out. But it was lit. We want to be prepared this time. Will the Whiskey Priest service lemon drops sure i don't know why not oh god well i just don't know do they only have whiskey no of no. course not whiskey drop what's a full they, bar okay. a whiskey drop i don't know is that a yeah, thing the whiskey drop. <laughs> is a whiskey drop a thing is it no uh, i mean it's, it's, that's essentially just like a whiskey sour but no, no. a whiskey drop is not a thing no. we could maybe could make it a thing? yeah with lemons it sounds like that a, doesn't sound good like a cough like a cough remedy well, like a yeah. hot toddy yeah like robitussin Ooh, hot toddies are good robitussin <laughs> What the hell, But a whiskey sour is essentially like just whiskey and lemon juice with sugar. Yeah. So the sugar is the important element there for me. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Lots of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just rim it with sugar. Mm, give me all the sugar. Um, now that we're all talking about cocktails, it makes me kind of want one. No. Um, also we have an exclusive video up at patreon.com slash what's good games. If you guys aren't involved in our Patreon, we'd love it if you could support us. Um, we have such a great community over there. A uh, bunch of really, really fun folks. Uh, the secret segment is going to be publishing very soon in just a few days, I think. So if you guys are in the secret segment tier, we spent time talking about what it was like for us in high school. <laughs> it was, uh, when we, st- at the end of it, we were like, we could easily keep talking about this for several <laughs> more hours. Um, but it's a good one. So if you want to hear all about that, again, patreon.com slash what's good games. And Mr. Khalif, you have a Patreon as well. Oh, snap. We are proud supporters of Spawn on Me. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Of course, it you guys are great. On. Yeah, patreon.com slash Spawn on Me. We do really do, do dope stuff over there. Uh, whiskey drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do two, other shows besides our main show one is a politically inclined show actually which is fun because people don't want to talk about that stuff but we do um and also anyway. a little bit behind the scenes stuff of like a kind of a little bit of like what happened to you when you were doing this we had our embarrassing stories episode which is really fun which involved me and water and and losing of pants but there was well, a bunch what? of different yeah it was a- in public yes yeah dude that's Wh- awesome whiskey you lost drop. Your i'm gonna have to go listen to this public? now yeah yeah, it happens. You should keep them on. I try. <laughs> hashtag whiskey drop. That's Has- the hashtag, hashtag of the show. Hashtag gravity wins. <laughs> oh, gravity works. Gravity works, yeah. So um, a lot of fun stuff over there. I have, a, I have a, an announcement. Okay. Oh. We are down to 7% of people not subscribed to us. Oh my god, we dropped a whole percent? We did. That's yes. awesome. So last week, if you guys missed last week's episode, Britt informed us that 8% of our iOS users on Apple are not subscribed to the podcast. And now it's down to seven. You guys are doing it. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Every, every, every little bit helps everybody. So if you have not yet subscribed, no matter which platform you listen on, we would love it if you did hit that subscribe button. It'll automatically push the podcast out. And hopefully you guys got the God of War special episode that I posted on Monday of this week. Mm -hmm. I will be talking about my hands on impressions in the second segment of the show. Uh, but that was a really fun interview that I got to do at, uh, Santa Monica studio where the entire god of war team is hard at work finishing that game and oh boy does it look beautiful Mm -hmm. so we'll talk more about that later but if you guys want to check that out if you missed that episode it is currently up on all podcast services and you get a sneak peek at brand new gameplay if you go to youtube.com slash what's good games there is 30 minutes 
over there. Wow. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. damn. Oh, damn. Some of it's, some of the gameplay I had to use was from E3 and some from their other trailers because they didn't provide me with 30 minutes of brand new footage, but there was like 18 minutes of new footage and then I peppered in some other stuff. So, anyway. Made a nice little stew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the God of War stew. <laughs> Lots of Kratos for you. <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you by Ripped Gamers. The thing with gaming is that we often spend a lot of time sitting around, and that can mean we don't end up as fit and as healthy as we would like. Our friend Tim Ross over at Ripped Gamers was in the same boat himself and got sick of feeling in worse shape than every ripped RPG character he played. So... He decided to do something about it. Fast forward to today and he's lost over 40 pounds. Got a college degree and exercise prescription and helped dozens of others start their own weight loss journeys. Tim is super passionate about gaming and wants to help other gamers around the world get healthy and feel better about their bodies. He's created a home-based, zero-equipment-required fitness program and nutrition strategy designed specifically for video gamers. You can join the Ripped Gamers Facebook community for advice, support, or just to meet some fitness-minded gamers. If you're really serious, he even offers one-on-one entirely online coaching. Tim is super passionate. Um, I just read that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> What's kind of crazy is that everything over at Rip Gamers is completely free. The program, the Facebook group, even the one-on-one coaching. Tim is just here to help you get fit. So if you want to kickstart your fitness journey and get working towards your goals, head on over to RippedGamers.com. That's R-I-P-P-E-D-G-A-M-E-R-S.com to download one. your free program and join the community. Everything you need to lose weight is registered fingertips and 100% free. What'd you say, Simon? So that was some good spelling. Thank you. Should we preface this with we had a very long night last night? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so if we're not on our A game, please forgive um, me. Also, if you're watching Apologies. the video, I'm cold, so I'm like trying to snuggle on into myself. Do you want me to turn the heater on? It's okay. okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's okay. I have um, hairs all over my face. Big thank you to Tim and to Rip Gamers for sponsoring the show. Uh, lots of WGGers in that Facebook group. So if you guys want to check it out, people there sharing their stories, sharing you know, their tips and tricks and talking about, you know, what their journey is looking like. So it's a, it's a good, good place to go. If you are thinking about starting a fitness or nutrition regimen. All right. Which <laughs> I've eaten an entire box of Lucky Charms this week. Um, <laughs> I love when Steimer comes into town. So when the girls come to San Francisco and we are all together, it's just like all bets are off for Steimer. She's like, oh, yeah. I want ramen. I want pizza. I'm buying a donut. Here we go. <laughs> I just, I'm like, this is my fun time. I can do what I want here. I feel like That's I'm like the, the bachelor dad and, that feeds his kids <laughs> ice cream for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> like the divorced parents that yeah. with mom. Mom, she's I'm like, like I don't want to go to mom's eggs. house. Mom's and dad's healthy. like, who wants ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I did that with my dad more than once. It was amazing. Oh, man. Awesome. I need that right now. Ice, ice cream? cream. Oh, ice cream would be so good. We can go get Froyo after this. Don't play. It's too fucking cold Don't outside. Don't play my emotions like that. I will I will buy you Froyo. <laughs> with toppings? Yeah. Oh, Any snap. toppings you want? Ah! <laughs> Toppin. doing a froyo dance. I'll eat a Toppin's whole dance. <laughs> All right, let's get started with some news, shall we? Yeah. It's, uh, it's GDC. There is a lot going on. The first thing I have on the rundown today is the Nindies GDC showcase. So Nintendo announced that they were going to be doing a little mini direct, which was very mini. <laughs> it was like, like eleven <laughs> minutes yeah. and like forty-eight seconds. It was, it was, wow. it was short. The Mindy oh direct. Yes. Mindy D. I like it. Thanks. I thought it was like Mindy, like the Mindy Project. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, so we 
watched that and then we were invited by Nintendo to get some hands-on time with some of these games, which was really excellent. So there was a bunch of stuff announced. I'm just going to run through what was announced really quick. So Mark of the Ninja Remastered Mm -hmm. coming fall 2018. Fantasy Strike coming summer 2018. Just Shapes and Beats summer 2018. Garage is spring 2018. Pool Panic is just 2018. (laughs) Uh, Bomb Chicken summer 2018. Luminous Remastered is spring Rains King and Queens is spring, Lightfall spring, West of Loathing also spring. Yeah. Um and then this one I keep saying wrong, is it Pode? Pot Pude? 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 It sounds like something real dirty. I don't remember how to say that. It's the the club. Um, The Messenger is coming in summer. Bad North is coming in summer. And the Banner Saga 3 is coming in summer along with Banner Saga 1 and 2 coming, quote, soon. Um, so don't know when that's happening, but so this is, um, you know, this, these are a nice handful of announcements of games that are coming to the platform. Of course, we've seen lots of news stories over the last couple of months of how successful independent developers are on the switch, which is awesome because we talk about how we love bringing our switches on the go, just like everybody else does. Um, and we got a chance to play some of these, which we'll talk about in the next section, but Ka, did any of these blow your skirt up? Uh, Just Shapes and Beats is my game. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like emoji hands. It's like smack, smack, smack. Yeah. Is it, oh, yeah. is it like sound shapes? No. No. Okay. Not at all like sound shapes. Never mind. It's hard. It's, hard. it's a bullet hell. Yeah. It's totally oh. a bullet hell, but uh, sync well, to music. Mind. Shapes and Beats. Right. I got a chance well, know, to see like, one level that made me. That made me, me was the one that sold me. Yeah. And it was like, uh, it was hidden. No, I'm not going to say it. Forget it. Uh, but it's good. Okay. Oh. It, has to do, it has to do with a, a video game that you know and love. And a movie that came from that game. Oh yeah, no spoilers. Sounds that like an Easter is egg. Awesome. Cool. But it's awesome. So this game has been in development since 2014. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I first saw this at PAX East three years ago, I mm-hmm. believe. Same yep. here. And it was just coming to PC then, and now he's uh, releasing it on Switch. And it's really cool. So if you're not familiar with bullet hells, essentially the idea is that there's a lot of projectiles coming at you, side scrolling, mm-hmm. and you just don't get hit. And in this game, it's just shapes and beats. And so there's all these original song tracks and all of the, the bullet mechanics are timed to the rhythm of the music and everything that is uh, that can hit you is pink mm-hmm. in the game. And so the idea is just to stay away from literally anything that looks pink and it becomes, yeah, stay don't touch Simer. She's wearing pink today. Um, <laughs> and it is really, really challenging even from like, like the get go level. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I just died over and over again, but it's four player co-op. It is, mixed of both couch co-op and online co-op mm-hmm. so it will be fully online co-op which is exciting when what's nice about it too is we were talking about it we just want to be able to play and bop along with the music and there is a mode he was a baby ass baby mode there's a baby ass baby mode where you party just, mode a party mode well you'll you just keep like getting hit but you won't actually die i was That's so I'm glad because i asked him if he was yeah. going to have an assist mode in yeah and he was like oh no but we have party mode so yeah. it's like basically like where you can play with your friends and enjoy the music and you don't have to worry about dying it's yeah. really good I'm yeah. super excited for that. And Luminez is coming back, so that's great. Yeah. It's like always going to feed that that one need that you have. Like, oh, I'm going to do that game again on every platform I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yep. But it's going to be great to have it again on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I want yeah. West of Loathing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We got to play that. Fun. It's it's a it's a weird game. That's why I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this lo- shit looks real weird. What so is I'm it again? It. West of Loathing is the stick, stick figure, figure black and white um 
Western adventure game. Adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I've seen this game for a while. Kept my eye on it because how could you forget art like that? You can't. So it's really cool. I think Switch is a perfect platform for it. And what I really like about it too is it's the game is very self aware. The writing is all very quirky, and it's just like. If you like, you're looking for a needle. You go search a haystack, and then there's your needle like in the haystack. Oh, smart! Um, the comedy is very on the nose and cheeky. You know, That's uh, exactly in a really fun way. Okay. Yeah, I'm really. I think you'll like it, Simon. Oh yeah, it, it I have no doubt I will. Yeah, it looks good. Um, of the other stuff that we that we saw at the showcase, um, the one big surprise for me that I wasn't anticipating as much as I did or liking as much as I did was Pool Panic. Oh man! So this game was really fun so it's being published by adult swim games Hmm. and you're effectively playing pool through a wide variety of unusual locations like the top of a rocking pirate ship you'll knock around a (laughs) cue ball and have to deal with a wide variety of other types of balls that don't conform to what you're used to seeing in billiards there are more than 100 levels in the game and supports four player local co-op so what's fun about this game is the pool balls all have little faces oh and they all have like little characters animated faces yeah Yeah. like like the like the faces move and like there's this one i think it's the the red ball always looks like really angry mm-hmm. and the, ye- the yellow ball like it looks like super derpy i am the yellow ball i am the yellow ball um and like one of the dark um the dark blue ball um always looks like it's pooping oh yeah it does because <laughs> when, when you're ready when you're like scrunching up his face yes. and it's like <laughs> don't hit me it's like he's trying to push it out yeah, oh, yeah. No. this is one of those <laughs> games that it's like i saw it we saw it in the direct and we're like oh that's cool but then when you actually played it like every other nintendo game super captivating super charming really really cute um to clarify in the co-op because i was asking about this the the single player campaign there's over 100 levels that is single player only and the multiplayer is like a bunch of different modes it doesn't sound like you can do the the campaign with other people Mm. but still that sounds like fun i like stuff like that quirky games like that are great they just like fit into those in-between spaces where you're trying to figure out what you want to play you're like i want to play something that just i don't have to think about that sounds like one of those games that's great yeah yeah absolutely oh my god remember the squirrel balls there were squirrel balls, Andrew. Do you remember these? Were yes. They balls so, or were they so that, that plays into the, <laughs> that plays into the I just realized how the bad puzzle, that... the puzzle element a little bit is. I'm an adult. You're trying to make squirrel squirrel balls happen, and I'm trying to cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you though? You're no, not. I mean, I didn't even realize, like, I was late to my own joke. Continue. Um, <laughs> so it plays into the puzzle element that once you ramp up into these, like, 100 levels, the, the balls don't just sit on the table. They move around. So you have to kind of chase them. And in one level, part of the puzzle is knocking these two balls in, but they're not the traditional billiards balls they are squirrels and they so it's like a ball with like a little tail and they're up in these trees and you have to in order to get them to come down out of the trees you have to knock the white ball the cue ball into this barbecue which is in the middle of the map and so then when you hit the barbecue hamburgers fall off of it and then the squirrels come down out of the tree to get the hamburgers which is weird because squirrels don't eat hamburgers and then you have I'm a limited Googling amount this. of time while they're like munching on the hamburger to like knock them into the pocket mm-hmm. and it took me so many tries because <laughs> they move around and yeah, yes <laughs> To get it in the hole. Squirrels' <laughs> diets consist primarily of a wide variety of plants, including nuts, seeds, conifer cones, I love fruits, that you fungi, and green vegetation. However, some squirrels <laughs> also consume meat, 
especially when faced with hunger. Oh, damn. Squirrels have been known to eat insects, eggs, small birds, young snakes, and smaller rodents. Holy shit. I don't want to be anywhere where those squirrels are. Hey, when you're hungry, you'll eat just about anything. And squirrels might eat your face. (laughs) That's what we've learned today. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of when I play uh, mini golf. It's like the first couple, like, whacks. I try real hard. And then after that, you, you just get careless. And then you just, like, recklessly like that's what you were doing yes and they count how many times you hit in in the game Mm -hmm. and obviously the goal is to do it in as few strokes as possible (laughs) but you know yeah yeah this this whole game is just filled with innuendos the sticks and balls and holes and stuff (laughs) having the best life right now (laughs) (laughs) it's also worth noting that you can't die you can't die you can't lose a level you'll get achievements and stuff for like doing well after like yeah if you get it in after three whacks you're good like that's a trophy i'm sure is it called get it in yes it's called get it in so but there is <laughs> off the rails we're there off the rails we're the rails it's not called the rails or nowhere we've never had inside. rails i could just i mean it's true the rails don't exist for this get show. it in coming to um, we also played um since we're since we're talking about it, we're just going to talk about it now. Um, Britt also played Bomb Chicken. I did. And I have to say how impressed I was with how quickly Britt picked up the mechanics of this game. Because if I had played, I would have just fumbled my way around. So <laughs> what's what's Bomb Chicken, Britt? It's a Bomb Chicken. So essentially, the story is that you are a chicken simmer. You'll love this. And you ate blue hot sauce that was oozing out of an idol. Of course you did. And now you can poop bombs out of your butt. Bomb chicka bomb bomb. And so you just move left, right, and you lay bombs. And how the bomb mechanic works is you lay them and the chicken like pops up. And so if you want to like get over a ledge, you have to lay four or five bombs. So it gives you enough like space to get over the ledge. You can kick the bombs. Um, you basically, yeah, you move left to right and there are switches you have to hit to open your pathway and you... It's like a little Metroidvania Bomberman Um, matchup. At the end of every level, well, maybe not the end, but there are gems that you collect during the level and then you can cash those in for extra heart, um, heart containers and stuff like that. And that demo ended right as I got to a boss. So there are like crazy Uh, bosses. Oh my God. You got to poop on him? I would, I'd love to. The chicken is fat. And I love it. And he's pudgy. Oh, he's he's a fat chicken. Yeah. Do they have chicken skins? Like, can you like dress them up and like put little funny hats on your chicken? Oh, maybe so maybe. hungry. I <laughs> chicken skins is like yo, that's bomb chicken. I'm like, mm. yeah, give me some bomb chicken. <laughs> some bomb okay, chickens. we'll go to Bonchon after this. But, oh. Um, coming this June, I thought it was cute, charming. I like to see more of it. It sounds like a simple oh, little crap. game, like perfect for the Switch. All these little games. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds like something I would totally want to play on a yeah. plane. Yeah. Bum yeah. chicken. Mm. So, um, so that's what we, uh, that's what we played. It was great. And, uh, let's move on to the next story, huh? Yeah. yeah. Good. Excellent. PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, goes live on mobile. So Polygon wrote this up. The mobile version is now available on iOS and Android in the United States for free, which is um, the first time that game has been free on any platform. Following last week's soft launch on the Canadian Google Play Store, Tencent's PUBG Mobile will recreate the 100-player Battle Royale experience already available for Windows PC and Xbox One. The App Store description says the game quote, perfectly recreates <laughs> the PC version, includes jank voice and chat all? For, for squad communication. Um, I don't know if there's jank. I haven't played it yet. Well, I'm going to download it right now. Additional mobile optimizations include the option to auto-pick up items, aim assist, and a variety of on-screen controls, including steering and pedals for driving. Related, um, 
they uh, Polygon has said that the mobile version is excellent, full featured, and just as tense <laughs> as the original. And you guys can read their full thoughts over there. It re- does require iOS 9.0 or later, and supports iPhones as far back as the, I- uh, the iPhone 5s, though an iPhone 6 is recommended. This gives the game an advantage over Battle Royale competitor Fortnite Battle Royale, which launched on iOS last Wednesday because it is only still in preview form and it's only on iOS. They obviously have uh, an Android version coming quickly it supports it says more than 500 different android devices for PUBG, according to the google playlisting which recommends using a device running android 5.1.1 lollipop or later so um it is worth noting that the game is just shy of one gigabyte so damn so it's a big game. Dang. But, I'm going to use but Hearth- some Hearthstone <laughs> is like three gigabytes or something now. So yeah. I don't have the Hearthstone. I had to, fi- I had to finally delete it from my phone because I was like, I'm not playing this and it's taking a long space. <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people are getting their winner winner chicken dinners yeah. on the PUBG mobile and they're all excited. Like, I've never gotten this before. And then, mm-hmm. uh, Kotaku's Heather Alexandra noted that she found a lot of characters in the in PUBG wearing just a red shirt and that's far too common like you don't just wear a red shirt you know you pick up other garb as you're playing PUBG and you get better gear yeah and that one of the character the person in the red shirt stopped and shot all around her so what they're thinking is that they're putting bots in with the mo- with the game to like oh. help to auto-populate auto- either auto-populate or just get people the chicken dinners and get that you know those good old feelings going mm. i mean i don't know but it hasn't I don't been think it would be, yeah, I don't think really... it would be like get people to win. That seems weird. If you were in like a whole game with mostly just bots, it'd be really strange. I, do you think I you'd mean, have to populate the servers though? I mean, you you'd have to. Thing? Yeah, so you'd have to to get the whole hundred in. You'd have to do it. Yeah, yeah. people plan. Yeah, it might be one of those things of like. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Know. I don't think the motivation was like let's get people chicken dinners. It was just like we just need yeah, the game we, to work. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need people to be. Able <laughs> we don't to want get people stuck in a matchmaking screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So once someone here speculate, designed to help new players get grips with the game. I feel like if you do that, you have to put those people on the edges of the map and then just let those folks get eaten by the circle anyway. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way you're going to do it, if you need to to build out and have that many people in the server to make it start, then yeah, yeah, just put them in How smart are these bots? Yeah. Yeah. Will they go to the new circle or Do they know about chicken? So if you're getting your chicken dinners, don't get too excited. Because you're probably hey, winning you can be excited wow, if you, you want to. Excited. It doesn't matter if you're killing bots; you're killing something. Um, speaking of battle royale, uh, Fortnite Mobile is killing it. Yeah. Over on IGN, they wrote up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> iOS launched last week, and players spent one million dollars no, on in-app Andrea. purchases within the first one million. <laughs> <laughs> one million Sorry, I'm not gonna get too ticky tacky. One point five mil. Don't forget that extra five hundred thousand. I said. Oh, said I said, in the, no, no, hold on. I, cause I didn't finish reading my sentence. Yeah, sorry. I cut they off. spent $1 million on in-app purchases within the first 72 hours. Wow. According to data from Sensor Tower, the game has raked in over $1.5 million worldwide so far, which is impressive considering the release has been limited to invite only on iOS. Sensor Tower also reports that based on cosmetic in-app purchases alone, Fortnite has grossed around a third of the revenue that Pokemon Go earned in its first four days wow. on iOS. Niantic managed to make $4.9 million in four days. So Fortnite's numbers really aren't too shabby. The game also topped the iOS charts in 47 countries less than 24 hours after launch and raked, or excuse me, ranked within the top 10 in 58 countries. Fortnite will be coming to Android eventually, but for now it's invite only on iOS and Fortnite's biggest streamer. If you guys missed it, how could you have missed it? Tyler Ninja Blevins recently disclosed that he was earning around $500,000 a month and even featured Drake. 
on one of his streams last week. So I watched all of that unfold mm-hmm. um, and stayed up way too late past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was crazy watching Twitter really just explode with um, commentary and support and lots of hot takes my about God. Drake and Ninja playing Fortnite. I like all how everybody was impressed. With, like, well, I, I didn't watch the stream, but I watched. I was watching Twitter basically react. Um, and everyone being like, wow, Drake's actually like good at this game. (laughs) (laughs) You thought he was going to come in and totally suck. I don't think he would have offered to play with Drake or with Ninja if he was going to make a fool of himself. Yeah. Yeah. He was good at the game, but bad at technology from what I heard. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, snap. Yeah. No, it it, it definitely (laughs) was a thing watching them trying to troubleshoot, but this is Mm -hmm. one of the technicalities that streamers face on an ongoing base basis. So, I mean, we face technical yeah. problems in this show oh, yeah. all the time. Same. Um, yeah. I do want to say like a big shout out to Epic's team for um, managing the server load yeah. and yeah. also to Twitch's team for managing their server load. Cause OMG could have been <laughs> completely horrific, but I did hear reports from other streamers that, Twitch clearly like pulled compression and bitrate yeah. and mm. everything from a bunch of other channels to uh, make sure that Ninja's channel Ninja. didn't go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks for all the people who make a Divert living. Divert power! It's messed yeah, up. Literally. It's who, messed make up. A, who make a living on, on Twitch and support that platform on a daily basis. And not to say that Ninja doesn't. Obviously, he's been streaming on the platform Ninja's for quite like some time. Ninja's making the bank for that whole fucking I was job. trying to stream <laughs> Luminez when they did this. My whole stream was screwed because of this. It's Wait, really? Up. No, I'm just playing. Oh, oh, I was like, what? I was <laughs> you, like, know how, you know how badly those you know blocks looked when I was trying to play that? It's messed up. All 25 people who are watching that. Um, but but yeah. it's it's been a it's been a crazy ride seeing Fortnite go head to head with PUBG, and I think now it's clear that PUBG <laughs> or is is it's coming not, in number not, is coming number in number two, two. Yeah. number two, which is baby. bananas to think about how many stories we talked about in 2017 about oh PUBG God. just continuing to break their own record, yeah. setting the new record, beating Dota for concurrence, and now Fortnite's like, oh hey, it's our turn now, uh-huh. yeah. and it just it's kind of makes you think. Is it ever going to, like, what's the end point? Like, yeah. what's the cap out? Because, like, there's still so many people who haven't played it that are now just starting to hear about it and their friends are playing it. And they're like, oh, that Fortnite thing. I saw that yeah. streamer on CNBC or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, it was an amazing it. Cool. thing. It looks like, yeah, Fortnite is currently at number one in the action category with 54.6 thousand ratings. PUBG is at number two with 922 ratings. I mean, it's Man. not... Wait, 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 wait. 54,000 ratings? This is on Destructoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To 900 ratings? 922 ratings. Wait, I'm going to verify what? this. Wow. Are you on iOS or what are you talking about? What yes, is that for? Yes, wow. in the In the App Store. That is... Bonkers. That's madness. That's a giant gully. Holy yeah. crap. I mean, it's There's weird. There's 4,000... Well, I guess too There's because 4, you have like ratings on uh, okay. This, this is like a day old, so okay, they probably have more now. But wow. still, still, still a giant difference. Four thousand to fifty-four thousand. Yeah. I mean, and you, how do you make up that ground? Right, is like both in numbers and in sentiment. You give away free shit. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Like they had to oh, make, they wait, like they had to make the they had to make the mobile version free because they know they knew that no oh, one was no going to buy it. Yeah, that's true. Well, the well, other no. thing, yeah. I just think PUBG, the game artistically like lacks a personality right mm-hmm. so it looks like every other generic shooter out there whereas fortnite is very um unique and you're like oh okay i know what that is i just think like pubg is kind of like it's not fading it's still doing really well like yeah. just to clarify nobody thinks it's like going down the tubes but yeah. um it's just fascinating to watch fortnite like continually 
start to boil it Style out sells in a lot of ways. Yeah. We see it all the well, time. Well, and they've, the team has been working on it for so many years. And we've talked about this on the show before. It's all about the polish. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for player retention because if the game is breaking in any way, if it's rubber banding, if it's the resolutions are popping in and out, if the frame rate's dropping, you know, you're going to get people that are going to be turned off by that and aren't going to push through and be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Fortnite doesn't have those issues and Fortnite's as free. widespread, yeah. right? They still obviously have a, a few things because it's still technically in beta. Right. Or, or early, early access. access, early access, though? access though. Um, and so they're are tweaking some systems but like it runs so much better than PUBG in so many ways yeah yeah um it's more welcoming in a lot of ways it's just yeah. like it's easy to get in easy to get out you don't feel that bad when you lose and mm-hmm. when you feel like you've lost time in it it doesn't feel like that time was for naught yeah yeah, that's we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna get cause um deeper thoughts on on Fortnite in the next segment but just wanted to uh talk about those stories because it's been a big week for both of the battle royale games on mobile and uh, we have been playing a little bit of Fortnite on mobile because we very uh, gratefully got some codes from Epic. Thank you very much. Moot. And Moot. Um, so we'll be talking about that in the next section. Speaking of Epic, they're giving away $12 million worth of Paragon game assets for free. So in a post on the Unreal Engine website, it says, quote, 20 AAA quality characters with their respective skins, animations, VFX, and dialogue, along with over 1,500 environment components from Paragon, are now available for free in the Unreal Engine marketplace. Epic said developers can, quote, use them in your own UE4 projects with no strings attached, end quote. So we may see the cast of Paragon returns someday in an Unreal Engine-powered fighting game or a dating sim. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Dating sim. I would love that. That would be fantastic. OMG. <laughs> Let's make our own. Can we work with Unreal Engine? Do we know how to I, do I, this? No. It's beyond me. <laughs> if you are a, an Unreal all. Engine developer out there. I believe in you. I believe you. Don't set ceilings. I believe in you. We can maybe make a creative brief and someone can write it. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Let's write the it. code, I mean. Um, so this is really awesome. I'm really happy that Epic is not sending all of those amazing characters to die. Uh, because Khan and I spent so many hours playing Paragon together. That's how together. we met. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we met before that, but like that's how we got real we cool. Bonded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder though. I wondered though because we've heard all these conversations about what happens to all the assets when mm-hmm. it when it goes now. And now that's there, do you think that someone might take up the reins and like build something, the, build the MOBA that that people wanted? We talked about this briefly. I really hope so. Yeah. I would love to see somebody like remake it. And now that the assets are available, like I want Paragon to live on. Mm-hmm. And I, it just is all about who from the community has the time or is going to put in the energy to actually making it. But I mean, I use Dota as an example of like, look where that game came from a fan made thing. Right. And now it's one of the most successful games in the world yeah. with this, the, the largest esports tournament in history. And I don't ever think Paragon is going to hit that level. Sure. But you never know. Yeah. You never know. Maybe some. Maybe a fan will get it right. Oh, I'm so Epic just good. kept. Epic, Epic just, just kept, kept iterating, yeah. iterating, and they They're just like, couldn't make up their quite mind. Right. Let's do the whole. Let's yeah. throw this batter out. Make a new cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, no legacy. It was fine. <laughs> Leave it alone. We'll eat the batter. It's okay. Leave it alone. It doesn't need to be done fully. Oh man, yeah. I just want someone to bring the dunk back. If they, I mean, well, that's a whole other, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other no. show. But yeah, I hope somebody like takes it up and, and, and does something well with it. Cause Ooh, there's so much really good stuff in that pot mm-hmm. that they can definitely pull from. And 
make Epic more money on the back end. That would be the funny thing. It's like someone goes and makes it, use the assets, and then they still make money off the thing that they just there dropped. There you go. I mean, yeah. Hey. If it's in Unreal. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be nuts. So did you ever have like a sliver of hope that Paragon wouldn't get shut down? No. Yeah? You oh, did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, it was weird because the way that everything kind of worked towards the end of it, they were going in a good direction, but they just had a lot of missteps in terms of like how they wanted to push things, push things back out. And the foundation of that game is still really good. Like it's beautiful. It's, it's smartly done. Uh, they had a really good community that was there ready to play it and they just wind up going away. It went up going away to the game that was better. So it's not like you have like sure. bad things about that. So when the assets were released, were you like, all right, it's done? I was like, oh, oh yeah. This is it. I, I was like, oh, that's done. it was done when they announced it was done. I haven't played it since they announced that it was done. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's the weird thing because now it's what, when's the day that it comes? When does it drop? April 26th. April 26th, rip. Uh, I'm Rip-a-dees. just like, um, do we want to play that one more time before it ends to like get that last one game last in? Hurrah. Like mm-hmm. see the server shut down and then cry. That's oh, what, that's how you should play it. It's like a, like a up to midnight sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I had New Year's and you have like, our oh, Paragon right, Matrix online down. thing. Yeah. That's when Asheron's call shut down. That's what I did is we took the day off and we just played till the servers went down. Yeah. And then I was super bummed and out for cry. like two days. Oh, we got to do that. We got to throw a Paragon party. We, we got to do it and we got to stream it. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. I'll watch pull, pull my pull my terror out. We'll get the um. We'll get the crew together. Oh yeah, you didn't even get that much time to play with her. I I was trying to master Terra, and they were like, "I'm taking this away from you. I have beef." Can you can you just like stack all of the all of the boosts? It may, maybe I you know. You can buy everything well, in the I, store is one I, reputation. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so I can buy my. I can probably buy my master skin <laughs> with the reputation. Yeah. Oh, it's so cheap. It's like yeah. getting, it's like getting a chicken dinner with a red. It's kind of <laughs> with, a bot. with a red bot. <laughs> and we we both we both submitted for refunds and got our refunds back, which hey. you know, like I don't feel bad about it because yeah. Epic makes so much money. Yeah. I remember when that when they announced that they were doing that, and some people um, on Games Daily had wrote in and were like, "I can't believe that you submitted for a refund. Don't oh. you want to support the devs and the art that they did?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." But turns out, Epic doesn't need my like eighty dollars or whatever. No, <laughs> no. Also, Epic like, is doing just fine. Epic is Epic is balling right now yeah they talked about it in the in the in the presser today that was just about oh uh epic games have made or things that have been using the unreal engine has made at least a billion dollars in the steam store yeah wow and like they would have never offered the refund if they couldn't have afforded it financially and it's fantastic for their customer support that's customer service beyond customer service that's building community exactly that's totally building community so people who are mad at that that makes no sense we're looking for some sponsors Epic games i mean i know you're tight on money because like hey hey i'm here too best gray, best gray stone on the planet there you go i will take that money i can attest he's a great gray stone Aww. um so you i'm glad that you brought up epic's state of unreal so that happened at gdc this morning and you attended and they had some kind of cool Fortnite news oh they they dropped some really good Fortnite news they are finally getting the replay replay editor into the game and it's coming soon from what they said and it looks fantastic you can kind of see where they're going in terms of what are we going to do next? And it sounds like mm, sports with an E in front of it. Nah, um, sports. Yeah, a sports. Uh, a sports. A sports. A uh, So that's going to be cool. It's really robust. It looks like you can move around, change camera angles like you could in Paragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, change, uh, change kind of the way you want things to be filtered out and kind of pull things back and forward. So make it really cinematic for sharing all those wonderful uh, non-chicken dinners that you get. So, uh, yeah. Uh, how it'll fast be real did cool. it look like you could put that together? It looks real. I mean, 
mean, from what it looked like, it looks like it'll be something that you'll be able to jump into really quickly, figure out even small shots that you want to kind of pull off and be able to do that. I don't know how the exporting of any of that stuff looks like mm-hmm. yet because they didn't talk about that. They just talked about what you'll be able to do fairly quickly, how you want to sh- uh, shoot some of your shots and kind of the robustness of what they'll be able you to have. You have to be done with the match for it for you to use those yes. skills because I would think in an esports setting – a little different. I think right? that like, they'll have a different version for if they ever yeah, if they ever do esports modded version. For but that. but like for the home consumer version of it, yeah, I think you'll probably have to be out of your match. That and makes then sense be able to for go like back yeah, into for average person. Mm-hmm. Pull some replays together for yourself and then put it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the community does with it. Oh, so I'm just always continually amazed and impressed by how creative people get with that kind of stuff and. I think with the wide range of assets and characters that are in Fortnite right now, and they're only adding more and more, that we're going to see some really cool stuff. So looking forward to to that. Did they give a release date for that? They said soon. Just soon. 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 Just soon. Trademark. <laughs> soon mm-hmm. trademark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we will update you once we hear more soon. <laughs> um, one more story, and then we will talk to some about some hands-on stuff. And this is kind of um, kind of a big thing. So, Star Wars Battlefront Two, a game that we talked so much about last year in a lot of unfortunately negative ways, um, has a big story. And um, I'm going to read this from Polygon. They made a system update to their progression, and it's a complete revamp. So, obviously, the controversy was about the microtransactions and the pay-to-win items from the loot crates. They then pulled the microtransactions down and announced that they were going to be bringing them back, but they are changing how players upgrade weapons, heroes, and ships. Now, the biggest difference between the current and the upcoming versions of the progression system involves star cards, the stat-buffing items that players acquire through random loot crates. Once the update hits, players will no longer have to sift through crates in order to collect these unnecessary, excuse me, these unnecessary (laughs) boosts. <clears throat> Freudian slip, maybe. Uh, they'll be able to trade in experience points collected through multiplayer for skill points, which in turn can be spent on star cards to unlock or upgrade a character, weapon, ship, or class in a linear fashion. This is good news for players who found the loot crate system to be limiting even after EA removed the real-world money. Uh, monetary prices attached to crates one day ahead of launch. With crates as the only way to unlock stat boost, players found themselves having to build up a sizable amount of credits or crystals, the in-game currencies, in order to buy more. That could take a lot of time to do, but now players don't have to worry about spending any currency at all to get their loot crates. EA said that not only will crates no longer include star cards, but they will also not be available to purchase with real-world or in-game <laughs> funds. Players will instead receive a crates in a variety of other ways, including as daily login bonuses and rewards for finishing certain milestones or challenges. The crates will only contain credits, emotes, or other cosmetic items, so nothing directly gameplay related. Costumes or appearances still won't be among the random loot crate drops, however, but another April, uh, excuse me, another update in April will give players the opportunity to buy different looks for their characters through an in-game store using either credits or crystal to, to do so. EA has said more is on the way with the big March 21 progression update, which is uh, this week today we're recording today it's March 21st, 21st yeah. update for the first of many content changes in the works for Battlefront 2 saying quote in addition to the continued balance patches we will also add a number of modes to Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the coming months offering several standout brand new ways to play the company said in a news release some of these like the recently released limited time jetpack cargo are radically different than anything you've experienced in the game before and we're excited to surprise you with what we have planned Hmm. Also, they unlocked um, all of the game's heroes, so you don't have to pay to win to get those guys either. They didn't announce that at that time that uh, the article was written, but 
That's another thing they've God done. God damn, that was a lot of words. I know. I mean, God like, damn, that was a lot to like also, back the train up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're like, oh, this is how we probably should have done it the whole time. I just think talking about microtransaction systems in general is head spinning because so many games that include microtransactions or loot crates have multiple types of currencies and it gets so confusing so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why don't you just have one currency? I don't. Th- I don't. I don't understand why it's so hard. I feel it's like so because hard. you can't if you have actual real world. I know, Simer, but I'm just saying. I feel like that whole Wait, piece economics. of two red should have had yakety sax playing underneath it. <laughs> like that whole thing should have just literally had that playing. Oh underneath man, it. I feel like the nail is in the coffin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this story man. can come to a close. Wow, that's a lot of stuff just to be like, nah, we're, re- we're remixing. We're taking the, the loot crates out. You can't buy them. That's ins- well, they're not taking out. You take out the ability to purchase. Insane. I think they're desperately trying to re, re, re regain ground that they have lost and I think it's impossible yeah. I, don't yeah. think, I think people who the have left tarnished. the game are gone they're yeah. not coming back yeah. there is still a sizable amount of people who are playing that game who have I a lot of fun with that game I wonder what their daily active users are um, I do too that would be a really interesting thing yeah, I'm not sure. Them. Release that number. I, they're definitely never gonna gonna tell us. <laughs> um, but I, I have some friends who are still playing it and who still really enjoy it. We've had people write into the show talking about how they really like some of the modes in the game. And even I though want dance battle robot mode, where's that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder too. Do you feel like? And this is a controversial thing, but do you feel like there's Star Wars game fatigue? Even though they don't come off come out that often, the ones that do come out aren't that great. Because they shut down Visceral Studios. Well, that too. I don't think so. I, I thought, I have publicly stated I thought Star Wars fatigue was going to be real, and it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't, it seems like just, Star Wars yeah. fans can't get enough. Yeah. Which is shocking to me because there's been so much Star Wars stuff, <laughs> especially with the new series of films. Yeah. And now they have a new TV series but that's coming. I feel like they're never and, satisfied. No. And never. so it's like, it's, maybe it's like one of those things where you're like, man, I really want like this one meal, but then like, you, you get like a little bit of yeah. it and then it's just like it's not satisfying it's until like you want I, another and then like kind of yeah exactly it's kind of how i feel about chocolate chip cookies mm. oh star wars fans feel like star wars we just all stopped and reminisced on so much chocolate chip cookies like mm. i never <laughs> turned down chocolate chip cookies no, that's i would never turn down a chocolate glazed donut oh you are just evil that was mean i want that, that now it was oh no because no, i want it i, I love it she did she forced me to eat some did you no, i feel like i held her didn't force me. <laughs> have we I, I volunteered willingly <laughs> <laughs> give me the donuts please i want a donut have we for me like there hasn't been a star wars games that i've wanted to play like i just want something like probably what i wanted to play the one they canceled yeah exactly yeah, kind of. and so i, I wonder no right right that's what i want so for me, like, there's no fatigue because I haven't been interested in anything. So I'm wondering. Yeah, it's fair. It's we'll ever Amy get Hennig the game, game we're all looking for. I'm hoping against hope that somebody is going to take the assets oh, from but... Amy's game and mm-hmm. make something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know who or when or what. I mean, because look what EA did to Star Wars 1313, mm. you know, but... Just drop it would be it. great. Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> I was really excited for the campaign in Battlefront Two. Yeah, yeah, and it. <laughs> yeah, and I enjoyed my time with it, but it did not hit the way that I wanted it to. No. It clearly had 
a lot of issues. You wanted a chocolate chip cookie and you got a raisin cookie. <gasps> oh. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> that's, that is, bad. That's, that's like the worst affront you could possibly have. I saw that. I called it the devil's work. Oatmeal raisin cookies are the devil's work. Oh, they are. They need to go away forever. I, I agree with you 100%. Who makes these? I am not listening to this. It's a slander. <laughs> this I'm sorry. Are you, are you oatmeal raisin, raisin cookies? Raisin, oatmeal raisin cookies are dope. Yeah. Yeah. John yeah. also oh, really likes them. Really Let's put shriveled grapes in my cookies, said someone. It's not like I was like, eat prune cookies. (laughs) You may as well have. Raisins, they're sweet. You like prune cookies? They're gross. (laughs) It's like people were like, I love cucumbers. And people were like, I hate cucumbers. But you love pickles, though, don't you? Yeah. Because pickles are amazing. Because pickles are dope. So are cucumbers. And so are oatmeal raisin cookies. Oatmeal raisin cookies can die in a fire. (laughs) It tastes better when they're made in fire. I tolerate tolerate raisins and trail mix only because there's M&M's in there, too. Ew, no, I throw those raisins away. I literally just, like, throw them out. It's compostable. It's fine. No, I'm not a raisin fan myself. I don't eat raisins. I wouldn't eat raisins in a box just straight, though, because that's gross. (laughs) But you put them in a cookie, and you're good. Then it's dope. It doesn't have to be oatmeal. It doesn't have to be oatmeal. I like oatmeal. I, I had mean, to learn to like oatmeal. Okay. So, <laughs> I had to learn to like I oatmeal. I did. No, I was no, a, sorry, my question there was a, is, a progression. if you yeah. took a chocolate chip cookie and replaced the chocolate chips with, with prunes or raisins, <laughs> would you like it or does it have to be oatmeal with the raisin? Oh. See? No. See? How deep is your love for prunes? Uh, no one How likes prunes. Prunes? prunes are not... Are not grapes. No. no but if no, you put dates in those cookies, then it's different. Grapes. But you know what I mean? Though? Dates are good. Dates are good, but with bacon on them, yeah. Dates can be good, yes. Okay. If yeah. they've got goat cheese inside, Sorry. I'm, Me too. I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, yes. I like them in my smoothies and in my almond milk that I make. Prunes are plums, though, for the record. You know that, right, yeah. Brittany? Yeah, she knows. Okay. Devil's fruit. If not, she knows now. <laughs> the devil's no, fruit. I'm like, what? My I'm here. Um, All right, let's stop talking about okay. food. Okay. Um, yeah. We definitely got off track. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for our news segment. There were a couple of other things that happened this week. I just want to give one a one-line like shout-out that Ubisoft finally gave the bird Freedom. to Vivendi and was like, goodbye, get Freedom. out of here. So finally that is, that is done. You, Ubisoft has successfully gotten Vivendi out of its hair. The game, the gaming publisher and multimedia conglomerate have agreed to a deal in which Vivendi will fully divest itself of Ubisoft ending once and for all a years long effort by Vivendi that was seemingly intended to take control of Ubisoft. So glad to hear that that is done. Goodbye. I just imagine that like, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to... It's dumb. Okay. But yeah. I don't want to... That's, I'm glad for you. Good for you, Ubisoft. Britt, did you have something you would like to say? Ark Survival Evolved is heading to the Switch. But oh, that's and, that, and I'm really happy. Do you like Ark? Or are you a fan? I never played it. Okay, so the thing I have is I've tried this game multiple times, and every time I play it, it's buggy, it's slow, it lags. How the hell is this going to run on the Switch? Unless it's like a much... I have no idea. Sorry, that's all. They no, show, they show that point. during the State of Unreal thing, too. So the dinosaur like, models are replaced with toy dinosaur models. Oh, that makes so sense. So like Toy Story. <laughs> Think that T-Rex guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the green guy. What's yeah. his name? I totally I swear remember. that you were going to say they got replaced by raisins. You have to look it up now. Um, we were going to talk about Sea of Thieves, but we haven't gotten a chance to play it yet because the game went live during GDC. What's up with that? His um, name is literally Rex. But they, oh. <laughs> they like... Dumb. Like all multiplayer games, I feel like except Call of Duty are having server launch issues yeah. because of course they Call are. Call of Duty had launch issues too. 
Wait, what was that? Is it Call of Duty has launch issues? They do, but I feel like Call of Duty's issues are relatively minor compared to a lot of other developers. This last one was super broken. Like people was couldn't, it? couldn't matchmake. Well, it was not necessarily like you couldn't get on servers. You couldn't couldn't matchmake with anybody. I'm trying oh. to think of the last the last game that came out that had a big launch with multiplayer in it that did well, like off the off the that didn't botch it. That didn't that botch weren't it. like Oops. that ever happened. Yeah, Overwatch maybe. Huh. Overwatch, maybe. Oh, yeah. But they were in beta for a long time. Ah, uh, true. So I don't know if that really counts. Mm, I mean, sense. it does, because they did a proper beta and tested, and then we're like, this is how many things... No, but, like, the beta, like, was rolling. It wasn't, like, a mm. limited time, and then it, like, shut off. Like, Sea of Thieves had, like, a weekend, yeah. and then they Overlook. had another weekend. Oh, what's that? Overlook. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did have <laughs> a lot of testing. did have yeah. They did a lot of though, tests, actually. They did, but they had a and large... And then they did... They had a large it, yeah. group of people who were, who were playing ongoing, though. Mm. that had access it wasn't like they turned all the servers off but anyway yeah. um i don't know it would be great if somebody could launch a multiplayer game and not botch it but i think um, the the recurring theme is always more people are going to play than you think yeah. and there's no way to be as prepared as you possibly can because you just don't know who's going to get in day one when it goes live so yeah. this is why pre-ordering is important <laughs> but also no. I've talked about this before and I'm not I'm not saying you have to pre-order I'm just saying it's one of the tools that developers use to try to gauge how many people are going to be in their servers if they have a multiplayer game they should just make an, a Facebook event and have everybody RSVP to it, it oh that's my god I love you I wonder though <laughs> that's that actually really are so good you, get the, you got that one I wonder though with, I wonder how many I people stayed you. away from ordering it and pre-ordering it because they did it on Game Pass I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. 100% yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. mm. That backfired, maybe. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, talk um, more about that in the next segment. Yeah, the, um, the initial reports are that the content is a little light. And by light, I mean there's not very much content, which is frustrating because you, you hope that when you launch a game and they're charging people fifty nine ninety nine, that there would be some content there. Yep. More booty, Unless please. they're like, yes, technically you could pay fifty nine ninety nine, but who's going to do that? They're all going to get it off Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Still, that's yeah. bull. No, I know. No, I mean, but that was yeah. the thing we were worried about forever, Girl, right? Yeah, it was like, know. oh, we played the beta, we played the online test, and what else are you going to do besides make noises as a pirate? Yeah. And then do other stuff. And throw up. Yeah. yeah. That's the why Louis That was holding out a pirate <laughs> I gave you old oh, gangster noise. Noise. Cat. Parrot noise, maybe? <laughs> I, and I, I hit you back with the old gangster noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh totally gosh. not pirates. I'm actually going to end the segment now. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk about what we have been playing. And I'm going to talk about God of War. God of War. Uh, we'll be right back. Everybody, it is time for the hands-on segment of the show where we talk about what we have been playing, and we have quite a list of things. We did talk quite a bit about um, the Nintendo stuff already, so we don't really need to go over that again. But Britt and I also here at GDC went to the ID at Xbox showcase. So they do this every single year. Um, that 
well, at least in recent memory, since they started the ID at Xbox program, where they bring some of their featured independent developers to the Xbox One loft space loft space here in, in downtown San Francisco. And we got to play some cool things. Um, one of the games that I saw there that I really thought looked interesting and amazing is called Harold Halibut. So this game, Cod, do you know about this game? Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you a fish? Because if you're not, I'm going to be real disappointed. No, it's a handmade adventure game, all built around animation that was designed in claymation first. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what's really cool about it, it has that very claymation stop motion animation art style because they literally hand modeled all of the characters in the game with clay and then they scanned the the characters and then brought them into animating software. Looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks super funky. The the visual style of it is so well done and it's a, a really kind of a wacky concept. So the idea is that um you some kind of catastrophe has happened, an apocalypse has happened of course. on Earth, and then you've been sent into space, and you've traveled like 250 light years away or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. and you're like on this new planet. Or maybe maybe, maybe Earth is still there? I don't remember. Some um, shit has gone down. I don't think but like you're on this weird bad. planet, and then you're in this space station type thing that kind of feels like a giant submarine, um, mm-hmm. and you are this guy who's like... um his name um, is Harold Halibut. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's kind of got that like walk around um, adventure, like you have to go talk to people and figure out and do some puzzle Puzzling. solving. And like those- Life is Strangey kind of, but without all the crazy mechanics. But it's not 3D like Life no. is Strange. No, but like it's, how it's you walk too, around and you interact. And- yeah. Oh, okay. But it's um it's it's interesting. It's a very heavily narrative based, of course, because it's an adventure game. So there's not like a lot of hard game mechanics to learn or anything like that but um what did you think of it art style was gorgeous i was really taken aback because they had um at the day of the devs they had a small kind of like mock-up of the actual like figure that you were using in the game mm-hmm. and it was really cool it was just like something i hadn't seen before and seen someone try which was interesting to see them go that route no, that's really hard Stop yeah motion is really difficult to do this game hasn't come out for a long time. I think he said next summer. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what he said. Because, you know, obviously it, it looked rough, obviously, in the writing and it was all wonky. But I think it's freaking cool. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Things like that, you, you want to see people take chances. Yeah. And it's nice to see someone do that with this game. When you guys say it's an adventure game, what do you mean? Because I think traditional adventure game and, like, combining shit in your inventory and making... Uh, like, so do you have that or is it just... I didn't see an inventory. Well, actually, maybe there was an inventory. I don't remember. Um, there, well. I don't remember seeing that either. I just saw them kind of walking through the scenes and kind of interacting with other characters. But it's literally in the subtitle of the game. It's a handmade adventure game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't are you that, are, I'm just are you saying, getting on your adventure game high horse over there of, being like yeah, um, a excuse bit. me like, um um actually um I'm the queen of monkey island <laughs> I will determine if you are an adventure are game Are you or an not. adventure game? I don't know. Let's ask Mr. Ron Gilbert or Mr. Tim Schafer. Oh. Um I okay. think that I think this is an adventure game. It felt like an adventure game when I was playing it. So this is from the website. Dive into this adventure's curiosity will guide you through a spaceship wreck on an unknown planet made of water. When one of the lead scientists still on board tries to unriddle the possibility of a relaunch, young janitor Harold is around to assist her. Join Harold in his clumsy undertakings to stir up 
the Ark-like ship's stale day-to-day life and find the secrets that lie behind its doors. Underwater atmosphere, self-reflective humor, and contemporary adventure mechanics make up the foundation of this game. Contemporary adventure mechanics. I see what they did there. <laughs> God damn it, Simon. <laughs> no, it's good. Cause I, basically it's all I just, about the semantics. No, what, what I want to know, I want to know how it plays. And so in my head, I'm thinking when you say adventure game, I think something very specific doesn't sound like it's this, what the type that I am talking about. Not to say, I think this will be interesting and I'll definitely play it. It felt like a lot of walking around and talking to people. Yeah. That to me is adventure game. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's, I mean, yeah, you walk around and talk to people, but it's all about like picking up everything you can. It's all about like trying to figure out combinations and like what weird puzzle this might solve. Like, um, obviously a, a good example for Monkey Island is like a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle and you're like, the fuck do I use this for? And it, I mean, so just like weird shit like that is what I think of. Mm. Um, but this seems like it's a little contemporary. Contemporary. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best game. Andrea mentioned this when she, when, she, when she was playing it to play on the show floor because yeah. or in the place because there are a lot of people like hovering and you want to look at everything because there was a lot to look at and I think really appreciate the writing and humor. But I hate playing games on show floors in general for that reason. Like yeah. it's just really crowded. It's like sometimes if they don't have good headphones, it's hard to really immerse yourself in what you're doing. I remember I, it was this E3 and there was we were playing Tacoma. And oh, I was like, yeah, this, yeah, is yeah. A, this is not oh, a great no. place yeah. to try and play this. They even had with to the come at this event last year at GDC. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, this is, this isn't doing your game any favors. Yeah. It's tough because, you know, you know, there's other media that are waiting in line to play. And if there's any kind of puzzle elements whatsoever, you just kind of get a little flustered because people are like standing over you, watching you Judging play you. And, yeah. and being like, oh, I'm watching you like screw it up in real time. <laughs> um, but. What I like, obviously, the thing that's the standout here is the art style. The art style Mm -hmm. is amazing, and the idea that this is the the three modelers that worked on this game had never done claymation before. Whoa! What? Yeah, that's madness. What modeled computers? Um, I'm not sure what they did before, but I asked, you know, I said, you know, I was talking to the, to the developers that were there about this art style and how they created it. And, um, when I saw how beautiful it looked, I was like, you know, have they worked on other claymation projects before? Cause it seemed like obviously they must have. And he was like, no, this was their first time doing the clay modeling for this type of a project. And I was like, that is bonkers it looks awesome yeah if you go so. to heraldhalibut.com they have videos of them like making the characters oh my and god stuff. that's so cool yeah. talk about jumping in with both feet right yeah. going to game development and do that at the same time that's unreasonable but it's great yeah. they're doing it. that's cool so it's um you guys can check it out uh heraldhalibut.com just like it sounds the word herald the word halibut com and you can watch some behind the scenes videos of them making clay stuff. Clay stuff. Um, so that was really cool. Um, Britt, did you um, did anything leave a lasting impression on you from the ID at Xbox? I got to play Vermintide too. Have you played Vermintide? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, so you appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Warhammer. Well, uh, end times Vermintide. So I played this not that long ago on Xbox. Xbox One, and it made me kind of sick when I played it. I feel you too. Because it was in the PC version, and then when it got ported over to console, maybe something didn't get fixed. So they I was really did something to the frame rate. I'm guessing something happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, but so I was really happy to see it at the event that it was smooth. It looked like butter. It was real pretty, and they're making some changes to the game that I'm really excited about with progression talents. And remind kind of me what this is because I'm very. This tired. is the one where I said the level design is like sex. The, but that doesn't help me. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to st- start the spark of okay. remembrance in your mind. Uh, it, it's so. You have a team of four people. It's co-op. You can play with bots if you want. And it's kind of like Left for Dead. Ah, uh, But okay. um, 
it makes all wonky, but like Left 4 Dead, but medieval. And so the the level design is like you go through dungeons or castles or the woods or, you know, whatever. So it looks real pretty. Yeah. It looks, it looks real good. pretty. I can't wait for it to come to console. Yeah. Yay, Fast Shark. It, looks, it looks really good in a, in a way that I didn't remember even the PC mm-hmm. having. I mean, PC, of course, is going to look better, but it looked really sharp for what they had shown. Yeah. This was surprising. And I asked them, like, when's it coming to console? And they're like, well, we self-publish, so whenever we think it's good enough. It's <laughs> like, all right. Did they talk like that? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> they had really cool access. They were actually very nice. Oh, dope yeah, socks. They know me, and I know them. You they're great kind of, people. And they gifted us some socks. Socks are great. And oh, socks? boxer briefs. Socks were dope. Yes. I got boxer briefs. Yeah. No, I love the team at Fast Shark. I mean, they're fantastic. The boxer I just want their too, game but... real bad. <laughs> they're a large. They'd be too big for you. That's okay. Never mind. Oh, he's like a like a pin, a safety pin, to pin tighter. <laughs> you don't want to put metal against your skin. Come on, sure don't. Yeah, no one wants that no. pin and pin in your underwear. That's too hazardous. Pin in your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. Um, they had a bunch of other games there. They also had a game called um, War Grooves, I believe it was. Yes, War Groove. Huh? So this game. We didn't actually get to play Wargroove because he spent so much time explaining the mechanics. I was like, we, and we had such a limited amount of time to walk around the Xbox, the Xbox space. I was like, this sounds way too difficult for me to just like pick up and play in like a 10 minute sit yeah. down. What type is it? So go ahead, Britt. <laughs> that, <was great. laughs> that was awesome. So if you've played something like Fire Emblem before, like it was, it was easy for me to understand what was going on. Cause I played games like that. Light strategy turn-based game. Got it. So uh. top down, you look at like a, a map. It's got like each character has like a grid system mm-hmm. and it very much is like a mashup of a couple different types of strategy games. So it's the art style oh, is a very, little like, bit like, um, art style. yeah, it's, um, kind of 16 bitty sort of. Mm, yeah. Um, they have an interesting collection of characters. There will be, a commander, there'll be 12 different commanders at launch. Um, they're kind of like the elite unit. And then they have a whole slew of like different types of units you can build out your team with, of course. They have a little bit of a base building element in the sense that you have these, uh, different little cities and these buildings that you can, that you have to guard and that you obviously want to take down your opponents. The matches, he said, are, if you go really quickly, are, could be as short as 10 minutes, but generally there are 20 to 30 minute matches, matches. It supports up to four player multiplayer, PvP and co-op. Mm. You would not confirm if the campaign itself would be co-op though. He said he wasn't ready to yeah. talk about that. But, um, but, there was just so, and there will be a custom campaign builder where you can like build out your own maps in, in mm-hmm. characters and things like that. There was just so much information that my, my, <laughs> I kind of glazed over yeah. a little bit. I was yeah. like, there's, there's too much. I it was like, the same look when we talk about Final Fantasy 15 um, all the time. But he was so enthusiastic about talking about it. I just like, I was like, I, I can't process it all. I need like a fact sheet with all of the info. <laughs> um, but it looked really or just interesting. like a really good tutorial. Yeah. 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 Probably is best. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a fun game to play with friends, you know, strategize. Cause like she was saying, you have the top down map, you have these cities. And then if you control a city, you get money at the beginning of every turn and then use that money to buy new troops. Um, and like risk. Yeah. Conquer the world. Conquer the world. 
world. And the troops <laughs> don't follow you through each match. Um, you have, you can have they dogs. Don't? No. So that was an interesting part of it. None of the things that you unlock are persistent. It's locked to that match. So you oh. earn money and you oh. spend money within the match only. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. You, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So if you unlock certain units within your gameplay, so like, let's say you earn a bunch of money and you can unlock a bunch of different types of units, they, you can only play with them in that match. So it's like mobile everything matches, goes back to zero but strategy instead. Yeah. In that sense. Think of it yeah. that way. Like you start over every MOBA match. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, it has, I'm wrapping my head around this. It has the same sort of feel like a Fire Emblem game. You know, you have I've like played a Fire Emblem. type A, which is weak against type C, but strong mm-hmm. against type, type B. And you can have like a bunch of do- like you have dogs in the game. And if you have two dogs next to each other, they're stronger because they're in a pack. And then they can do certain specific things. Friend. The yeah. unit is literally <laughs> called the doggo. And doggo. it looks like a corgi oh. with armor on. Yeah. Oh my god. A 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's really cute. That's just too damn cute. He needs to make yeah. a plushie of it. So they're weak in mm. attack power, but they have more mobility. So that their range on the map is like the the most amount of squares. Um, and the, yeah, they're effective in a pack. So yeah. double dogs. But if they're corgis, they wouldn't really be able to move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's true. Trip you. I didn't say they move fast. They move far. Yeah. They have a lot of That's range. what I meant to say. I yeah. didn't mean to say fast. Um, but anyway, we saw that game and it looks really neat. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can find what the release date is for that war group. He should have called it War Doggos. The whole, <laughs> every troop should be dogs. I think it just says 2018. Okay. I just made his game way um, better. Developed and published by Chucklefish, by the way. So you might. Oh, Chucklefish. Yeah, Chucklefish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. see a, a headline here that says War Groove wants to be the Stardew Valley of strategy games. Mm. I saw that. Too. I was like. So that maybe gives you a AKA, little bit of a... I just want to be successful. Well, I, I think if you think about the art style of Stardew Valley, that's, that's like what, that's what Wargroove looks yeah. like for everybody listening who's having trouble visualizing what this game is. It yeah. kind of has that, that feel to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, a lot going on there. So if you love complex games with lots of systems and you're a strategy fan, keep your eye on Wargroove. I'm just going to make an army of doggos. Get ready. Nothing wrong with that. I'm going to battle you to the death with my cute dog. <laughs> I would happily die that You might want to get something with a little bit more power, but, you know, try it. See how are, there, it are there animal troops? I don't think so. I don't There's see no it. cavalry? There's There's oh, yeah, there is a mounted. Okay. Uh, there is a guy. A paladin? No. A paladin. A paladin. Yes. A paladin? There's a paladin, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, there's a paladin. There was an alchemist. There were other... Th- I didn't write down all of the unit types. Okay, so. yeah, that's no. fair. But there's yeah. a bunch. Yeah. There's a lot, Steimer. A lot. The most important one is the doggos. Systems okay. on systems. Cod, did you play anything at GDC that you were super excited about? Uh, at the Indie Mix event that I went to, uh, there were a couple of games. Zarvat. Have you heard of this game? No. Zarvat. Zarvat, uh, which I saw like four years ago. Z A V R O T. It is a isometric battler, uh, kind of a shooter. It feels like Zaxxon, if you remember that game, way back when, you know, people were 10. Uh, People were 10. (laughs) When I was 10, uh, back in the day. It says where cute tanks fight to the death for tomatoes and glory in voxel brick arenas. Tomatoes? Super super fun. I love that game. When I saw it back in, like, four years ago, I wanted it then, and I want it even more now. Yeah? Uh, So that game is fantastic. Is it, like, can you be friends? Do you have to hurt each other? No, you have to hurt each other. Okay. 
But there's a story mode now. You have to hurt. You each have other. to hurt each other. <laughs> uh, uh, but there's a story mode now, which they just implemented, which is going to be really fun. It sounds like if you had two friends who lived in Williamsburg, New York, and they were going out to the club, and they had beef. So it's like this is an interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a very very New York reference. Um, but uh, I'm laughing, but I don't get it. But it's it's it felt really good, and it still feels good from what I played, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Punch Planet, which is a side. Uh, I'm sorry, not a side scroller. It is a fighter, uh, which is really cool because they don't make those games often. When you have fighting games, Are they you come out. Planet? No, I oh, wish it, looks it, like it's a, it looks like it's already out on Steam. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they're do, they're going after this kind of uh, motif where they're I using where you fight as eighties action figures or action stars, but like not knockoffs. I don't want to use that word, but rip ripoffs of parodies. <laughs> Who parodies? Maybe? Parodies. That's a better word. Oh, I like this uh, that's art. It's a, a way better word, uh, cool. and it's really fun. It's a really good game. It, it kind feels- of has a Saturday morning cartoon. Aesthetic, mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit, yes, yeah, it totally does. It oh. totally does. Oh my god, who that? Hell yeah. yeah! Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> but it's really That's tight. A but who's she supposed to be? Um, looks like Starfire. Eighties bit, eighties butt lady. Tyra, Tyra. It's a character. We're looking at yes. character pictures. Uh, but the mechanics feel really good for a fighter that is not one that's made from a big studio Mm because that's really hard to do to get that to get that stuff down really well Um, they're going in a really fun direction it feels like the art style is is something I haven't seen in a bit and um I'm, I'm pulling for them. Why it feels is it called like a, Planet Puncher? Or punch Puncher pl- Planets? Punch pl- or pl- pl- planet something. Uranus. Sim- oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> she definitely is styled after She-Ra, which is oh, super obvious. That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. She's seven feet tall. Her occupation is Amazon Princess. And she <sighs> likes headhunting but hates crybabies. Her weapon of choice is anything sharp. <laughs> yeah. Are you Good a fighting weapon. fan? Fighting I love game? fighting games. Smash coming out this year? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. I'm Are waiting for it? that. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, but it was really fun. I, I love the way that it played. Um, I got my ass kicked by the devs, which was great. No, that's usually that's, happens. That, yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. right. I went in there thinking I was going to be good, and I was like, nope, not going to be good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thanks for beating me up. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, no, G- GDC is great for finding games from developers who you've never heard of and who to really kind of like shine a light on the really amazing work that's happening in the video games business today. The only problem is there's just so many of them. So many. That I, you know, you, there's just no way to even take a look at them all. That there's just so many great games, like what's happening right now. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. Do you have, when you go to conferences like this, do you have a specific thing that you're looking for? Or is it just the thing that you kind of see in your periphery that's like, oh, there's a bunch of people standing over there. What's that? Or... That has something in the art style or, you know, that makes me want to go check it out. Yeah, for me, when I'm at, like, a big event like The Mix yeah. or, like, the ID at Xbox Showcase, and, yeah. like, we know that you're not going to get to play, usually what I'll do is I'll go to one of the organizers of the event because they've mm. seen all of the games up close and be like, what were your favorites? Mm. What were some of the standouts for you? And then I'll I'll play the ones that they recommend. And then when I'm walking by, a lot of it also is art style that will grab me or turn me off depending on what it is. Um, and I know that that's clearly not a fair way to judge a game because art style is just one component of the yeah. game. But that's like sometimes you just mm-hmm. got to pick something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the easiest thing. True. Yeah, for me, it's the same sort of thing. Obviously, if there's some like Vermintide, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I got to play that. Um, but it, there was a game that, that was there yesterday at the ID at Xbox. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a medieval looking first person. Oh, I think uh, the people who made Dusk, 
Whoever, it's their it's their other game. New Blood? Is it New Blood? I don't know. I'll, I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, New Blood made dust. So they made another one, and it's a medieval first-person game. And then I found out it was roguelike, and I was really, really Oh, the sad. one with the whip? Yeah, is that it? That was fantastic. Okay, yeah, so I you played it. It looked it, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but that looked really good. So I'm drawn yeah. to, like, medieval stuff. I like the old retro look. Yeah. So something that might give me, like, some warm and fuzzies, dungeon crawlies. This is like, Dave's game. How, yeah. Why do I not know the name of this? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, too. I had a video. I didn't want to look at my phone because I felt I'd be rude. No, you can, no, no, no. You can They're look both at your phone. looking at computer yeah. screens. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. But is it a medieval? Yeah, no. Bra- City of Brass. Thank you. That's exactly it. City of City Brass. City of Brass. So that's, I don't know if that's new. I don't think that that's new blood then. Okay. But it was super funky. I love the way they had these kind of push and pull mechanics. If it's not them, then they also put out a game that's very similar to this. Okay. So this no, no, is no, already, this is, so City of Brass is already out on Steam. Yeah, yeah. This is developed by Uppercut Games. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, keep going. Sam, what about you? What, I, what, my, I don't. What? No, Steimer <laughs> didn't. Steimer didn't go to any. I know, no, no, no. Go to those things. Um, but he's just asking in general, like, what draws you to a game? Like, what? Oh, at oh, a convention. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. At a convention, <laughs> I'm. I don't really talk to anybody. I just like look at the art, and I kind of, and then I kind of like try and figure out what kind of a game it is. Yeah. Um, and I go from there, pretty much. Gotcha. But um, like I've already said, I kind of like, I kind of hate playing games on show floors because it's just it's not a like a fun way to play a game because yeah. there's people looking at you and you're like, oh, I feel really <laughs> self-conscious. I really just want to be alone and play this game. Like, can everybody just disappear for a minute? Yeah. Oh, what if they should like do curtains, like privacy curtains around? Blackout, that would be awesome. Blackout shades. Sometimes they do. Yeah. yeah. But then the dev then, is, the dev team is still watching you, yeah. which, yeah. Is, which is harder sometimes. Did anyone play Apocalypse Cow? No, saw it, did not play it. Super fun. <laughs> played what? Yeah. Apocalypse, Apocalypse Cow. Which is a side scroller. It has like a time uh, slowdown mechanic as well. So you're kind of the the, the main character is, is this little girl, and she's super spunky. She's dope. I like her. like they've written her really well. Uh, this was she feels really fun, and she feels like super smart and and and, and uh, cheeky, as they would say. Where's the uh, cow come in? No cow. I didn't see what? any cows though. What is with these games and their names? I'm not a fan. I'm getting I'm, upset. <laughs> you're, Damn girl, you're getting upset. I want okay. if it's called get the word cow in it. There better be a cow somewhere. So the game I was thinking of was it's called a medieval, and it just came out March twelfth. Oh. That that's what I asked you if you were if you meant a medieval. Um, yeah, sorry, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I think she probably thought you meant like a medieval game. No, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I thought you were saying like oh. medieval, like a medieval. Oh. Game. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't enunciate. Yeah, no, a medieval is from New Blood Interactive, and it looks awesome. Ah. Nice. I think you chance to play that. Did one. I see like a, a wand, like a staff, of like yeah. a, like a magics. Okay. I like the magics. We well, there on. you go, folks. <laughs> um, okay, so we have lots of other games to talk about here. So GDC has been fun, but last week I got to go to Sony Santa Monica, and I talked to Corey Barlog slash Balrog. We had a fun conversation about his name um, in my interview. And I also talked to Jeet Shroff. And I also talked to uh, three members of the combat design team. Mm. I'm actually going to pull up my notes because I didn't get those guys um, and gal, two guys, one gal, uh, on on camera because um, I didn't have enough time, unfortunately. But they did answer a bunch of questions. So I asked you guys to submit questions to me on Twitter and Facebook. 
about if you guys had questions about the game. So I tried to ask as many of those as I could while I was there. So I have a bunch of notes here. Bunch of notes. <laughs> um, so yeah. first off, before we get to your questions and the answers that I got, the game looks incredible. We played on 4K TVs with PlayStation 4 Pros. So just disclaimer there. But in true God of War fashion, they did not disappoint when it came to the cinematics and the graphics. That series has always been known for really amazing technology, having these seamless gameplay to cutscene moments. And that is 100% back and better than ever in the new version of God of War, the reboot. Looks beautiful. The seamless transitions are there. They've hidden all the loading under cutscenes. Once again, looks great. The combat has changed just enough that it feels fresh and it feels weighty and it feels new, but it doesn't feel not God of War. It still has a lot of reminiscent of the combat from the previous games. However, it is slowed down a little bit because of the camera style. So third person now so it's not that kind of top-down feel but the camera is actually pretty close to kratos throughout most of the gameplay which i i personally like that style a lot better than the previous yeah and they really have done a lot with this one camera cut theme which i talked to Corey about and jeet about in my interview but you can also learn about that on the um their website they have like a whole bunch of information about that style of cinematography and how that really influenced every single element of game design from the art to the animating to like the level design really kind of taking into this idea that they wanted to make it as cinematic as as possible throughout all of the elements of the game. And it really shows through how much work that they've done to, to recreate that feeling of just like having literally no cuts. Obviously there are some cuts. It's not like (laughs) you're going to see cuts, but like the idea that like, it's like the camera's always in the same spot. So it, it looks really great. The combat it had a lot more depth and range than I was anticipating. Cause I kind of felt like in the previous God of War games, that it was just like a lot of button mashing at yeah. a certain point, right? Like it's just like a lot, you're trying to get that hit counter up and the combos and the combo system is back, but there's obviously not a counter on screen. And the way that the axe has replaced the dual blades is really satisfying. Mm. Like I know some true diehard God of War fans were really worried about like this Leviathan axe and how they were going to implement it, but it literally is Mjolnir, but an axe. <laughs> like it's, and so like it keeps that. It keeps that really kind of gritty, gory, violent part of the combat, but it also has this very like supernatural feeling. Mm. Cause like the, the way that Kratos can throw the axe and use it as a ranged weapon is so fantastically done. And then like you hit triangle and it calls it back to your hand. And it's so fucking satisfying. To do. <laughs> it's so good. And the way that the axe will pull back through enemies and through objects in the world when you call it back mm. is so cool. The, the mechanic of it be breaking items in the environment when you when you summon it is mm. is something that we just got an inkling of how that is going to be used in the puzzle solving in the game because mm. we played the first like two and a half hours of the game roughly. So you guys have seen the demo. We played through that part where he's like hunting the deer mm. and then we are on our way on this journey to the mountain, Kratos and Atreus. We also see a part in the beginning. So obviously a lot of questions people have about 
um, Atreus's mother. Who is she? Uh, we don't learn that right away, which is great. So it's, um, in the cinematic that they released that if you guys watched the video at youtube.com slash what's good games, there, that my interview contains the cinematic that they, that they released, which is beautiful. If you haven't watched it yet, highly recommend it. It does have some, I guess, technically some story spoilers, but I mean, it's all publicly available stuff. So it's going to be really hard to keep all the story stuff secret. Mm-hmm. But there is a character you meet who I, who I've t- I won't talk about um, that is an amazing first boss battle in the game. And that bombastic kind of cinematic, like really large scale feeling mm-hmm. that God of War really nailed is back in a way that like is going to blow your socks off. Ooh. It's I and I don't want to like I, I kept telling myself, hmm. I should find something that I didn't like about it. <laughs> I should make like a pros and cons list. And um, and for the record, uh, I know I, sh- I should have probably said this at the beginning of the show. Um, PlayStation did give me access to the event. They invited me to the studio. I put the FTC disclaimer on the interview video, but just as a, a reminder that they gave me special access to come to the event. But it just... It, all of it felt so good. And the thing that I loved the most about it, the thing I didn't like about previous God of War games is it was too combat focused. This game has such a good balance between walking through the world and doing the adventure part of the game and looking for collectibles and items within the world to coming upon a combat moment to then transitioning into a puzzle moment that you have to work through, you hmm. know, with Atreus. And like the, the amount of time spent between those feels so, so well balanced in a way that I hasn't, I, I didn't previously feel in God of War games. And I love that it feels more adventure instead of just action. Mm-hmm. They're really kind of hitting that action adventure, like Venn diagram overlap in a really fantastic way from what I've played so far. Obviously just scratching the surface, the game is estimated to be about 25 to 30 hours long is what they told me. So depending on how much time Seems you spend exploring, quite long. but yeah. what were the other God of War games? Length-wise? Definitely longer. They said it's the biggest yeah. God of War game yeah. they've ever made. Yeah. 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 Wow. We'll say no more, girl. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, no, I have um, questions. Yes. Yeah. Answer. Uh, be- mostly because when I, I've never finished a God of War, but when I've played them before, I usually stop because I honestly get grossed out. Like, mm. and I'm okay with violence. Obviously I play video games, but I just always felt like God of War was very gratuitous and like gross on a level that I really was uncomfortable with. Which, Absolutely. Um, and so I guess I'm curious what you've seen in the past and like that two hours. Did you feel like it it kept true to that? Because I feel like it technically is one of the draws of God of War. Like people are like, it was super violent. Yeah. Mm. So the Spartan Rage is definitely back. Um, and that was one of the combat questions that I got. Um, one of the questions that you guys sent in was old throwback mechanics in the game. Spartan Rage definitely plays a role. Um, it's going to be an item that you, it's a meter that you build and then you can collect these little red gems throughout the world to help build your meter, but it will just naturally build over time as you're in combat. And then you hit the, um, both sticks at the same time to activate it. And then it like puts him into a rage and he does like super damage. Um, what I asked them about the way that Spartan Rage works is that I was like, is it something that is designed to be used like a super? You hold it for like a moment in a boss fight. Is it designed to be like you're firing it off all the time and that it's just always going to be replenished? And they said, you know, it's really up to player choice as to how you want to use Spartan Rage. So they didn't really quite answer me that way. But No, that doesn't make any sense because (laughs) – 
I, I agree. They, they, dan- they danced around it in a way that I was like, well, okay. Like this makes, this answer makes no sense but because what, either it fills quickly and you can keep using it or it fills slowly and you use it at, at specific times. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I would ask the question, does it feel, does it make you feel as powerful as it sounds? Yes. Because the way that they've integrated the shield with the Leviathan axe in combat and the way that you can use those. So like, let's say you're in an area and there's like, seven enemies there you can throw the axe at one of the enemies and you can bash with the shield and then you have your fists as well and there are certain enemy types that you that are resistant to your axe to the magical powers in your axe so you have to use your fist to Mm -hmm. fight them and then you can summon the axe back and it can hit enemies on its way back and you can use the shield and the axe together And, and like the way that they've given you choice in combat is really liberating in the sense that I, if I don't want to primarily use the axe, I don't have to. I can fight all mm-hmm. of these enemies with my fists. It's obviously going to take a little bit longer for some of the bigger boss types. Like right. you're going to want to, trust me, you're going to want to use the axe. I'm just going to punch my boss. So I imagine you used your kiddo as part of puzzles. Did you have any of that in your demo? A, a little bit. Um, and I'm going to leave the puzzle part out because I don't want to spoil anything about the puzzles. But yeah. in combat, um, Atreus has arrows. So he's got three arrows in the beginning of the game. I don't know how that's going to scale later through the game. He will engage with the enemies on his own a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you can hit square and he'll target an enemy with his arrow and it'll like stun or um, distract them. So if you're fighting a big boss and they're like about to like swing at you or something, you can hit the square and the arrow will fire and like the boss will swing. So you can use that in combat to assist you when you feel like maybe you're a little overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, which is uh, which is great, but to answer your question, Steimer, about yeah. the brutality of it, yeah. So- I'm thinking specifically more of like I think the boss fights in particular were like the real gory shit where you're just like ripping entrails out and you're like. Eh. <laughs> From what I've seen so far, it the gore is back, but it's not as grotesque as what I've seen in previous God of War games. But that being said, I only wasn't the first two hours into the game, sure. and a lot of the enemies that I fought were not humanoid really they were like mystical creatures okay okay mm-hmm. so it was like it didn't feel as gory because it's like when you're fighting a draugr which is basically just like a, a glorified set of bones mm-hmm. right it doesn't it doesn't have like flesh and blood and yeah. things like that so it doesn't yeah. feel as gory graphically sure but in the first boss fight the character that you fight is is a human is a fleshy well it's a fleshy yeah, a it's fleshy a fleshy character <laughs> that has skin and blood i don't i actually don't know if he's a real human or not it's unclear um but um it's uh that definitely felt like gritty and raw and visceral but not in an overly grotesque way okay it was done with enough restraint that it felt more artistic and less mm. like gratuitous okay if that yeah. makes sense okay so yeah. don't you don't have to spoil the puzzle but what i'm curious was it con- was he convenient to use as a puzzle mechanic or was he annoying the kiddo um you're like the kid. <laughs> yes, the question is the kid annoying? No. Okay. He's not annoying at all. Um from what I've seen so far in the game and the things that they introduce in the opening cutscenes of the game about his relationship with Kratos I think is going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds because they've introduced kind of a plot element that I did not see coming from the marketing materials they've released so far. That's good. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's some mystery Mm -hmm. there. There's some more questions you're going to have immediately upon starting the game. Um, and the relationship between them 
feels like something you're going to want to explore versus where I know some people who have watched the marketing material so far are like, I think I'm going to hate this kid. I don't think you're going to hate this kid the way you think you are. I thought I was going to hate Kratos as a dad, though. Uh, he's, I mean... Because he, he was just like, yo, do that. <laughs> hey, boy. what do you... Yeah. yeah, boy, do that thing I told you to do. Yeah. It's like chores all day. They explore <laughs> that mean. relationship immediately upon uh, upon starting the game, and it's clear that we don't know. We, th- we You think you know what their relationship is, but you don't. But you have no idea. And... And Kratos as a dad has like in the opening in the opening hours of the game, you see like they've done such a great job with the animation of him. You can see the restraint in him. You can see that he knows he's this like tempest of a person a inside. That he's this like he's literally full of rage, but that he's like got like he's chained himself that he's like restricted himself in such a way that like they've they've really demonstrated that on screen in a in a really masterful way and i'm excited to see where it goes because mm-hmm. you know at some point the beast is going to come out yeah. i would you just, like to rage you just don't know you just don't <laughs> know where or when place. right because yeah. i mean yeah. like he's a demigod so it's, like, it's, it's going to be exciting to see where it goes oh, Papa so demigod. yeah so just a couple more things here from from the questions that you guys have um that uh, one of the questions was, I just want to know about the leveling up and the crafting mechanics. How deep are they? How do they work? Skill trees, etc. They haven't really talked about the game much outside the story. So crafting is a thing that's in the game. There's going to be different resources available, um, which means you're going to need to explore around the world a little bit to find some crafting materials, smash a bunch of stuff. You can. <laughs> there's a lot of breakable things in the environment. Um, and you're going to get rewarded in the skill tree, and you can pick between defensive and offensive cho- uh, offensive choices depending on your personal play style. There are vendors in the world. We've seen one of the vendors. Uh, his name is Brock. He's uh, the guy with the blue skin mm. that Kratos meets early in the game. So he's got like a little shop. So you can buy armor upgrades. You can buy weapon upgrades. You can upgrade Atreus's bow that he has. You can buy armor upgrades for Atreus as well. Um, and so there will be a whole crafting armor uh, system in oh, the game. Which is exciting that they're really kind of yeah. leaning into yeah. the RPG part of that. How did you feel about the map size when, from what you saw? Like, was it, did, in that two hours, was it like one giant area that you were going from place to place in? Was it sort of linear into more open map style like Tomb Raider or? So I talked to Jeet about this because there are some misconceptions. It is not an open world game. Thank God. It is a <laughs> linear game with instances where you can explore okay so it feels more like the uncharted 4 in that way mm-hmm. where like there are some open areas that you can wander around and find collectibles and pick up crafting materials but it's not open world so and i did ask them you know will you be able to go back and retread and they said yes certain areas of the game you're going to be able to like go backwards like so like if you miss a collectible for example sure mm-hmm. you can like go back it's not like because the way the the thing the jeet used in our interview was he said that cory thinks of it as like a tour bus where you're like <laughs> on the bus and then you can stop somewhere and get off and look around then you get back on the bus and you're going straight but the the bus has a direction and a destination it's the kratos cruise <laughs> yeah. Kratos cruise. Nice. Yeah, exactly nice. um but that you can go back to certain to previous bus stops okay. <laughs> uh, and check some check out the area again um wow. 
There is an item system where you will have to make um, committed choices. I asked about the skill tree and I was like, are you going to be able to like re-roll your points or whatever? And they said it's not designed that way. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, meaning, meaning that like you're, you're never going to be locked into choices except for certain crafting choices. But like the points, because there's a skill tree system, so the points that you unlock, you will be able to move around. From what it sounded like, he said. Mm. Ah. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. okay. The okay. items, I, I, the item and crafting system is where you're going to be making committed choices. Um, but the progression is designed to incentivize. Um, it but, says runic attack, but they're going to have to have they is. have to have a respect token of some kind somewhere. Like, even if they don't launch with it. People will be mad. <laughs> Mostly True. Like, I like, wanted to spec my Kratos to hug people. And the final question, somebody said games are giving players the options to approach um, players options on their approach, either hack and slash their way or stealth their way. Does God of War give player these options? And they said, listen, Kratos isn't a stealth guy. Yeah. Um, but there is a variety like of play style <laughs> through using the axe, the shield, um, and your fist. Cause like the, the axe is a really effective ranged weapon in a way mm-hmm. that I was not anticipating. Um, and it's really fun to throw. I'm trying stuff. to imagine Kratos like tiptoeing around. Yeah. Like no. trying to be stealthy squirrel. He's, I mean, with like the sugar, yeah. with like the sugar plum Kratos song. Is yes. no. Kratos is six feet six inches in case you wanted to know. He's like a basketball player. Six feet six inches. Yeah, he's he's. I just want someone to give Kratos some lotion. Like at least eight or dick. You want you want some lotion? No, I said he needs. I said I just oh. want someone to give Kratos some lotion. He's dry. Yeah, he's oh, been yeah, dry yeah. in every every <laughs> game he's, he's been. It's body paint. But, is so, it not, or is it like ashes on him? I don't understand. No, it, it is, but he's just ashes, like super dry. Yeah. It is ashes. Oh right, it's like, ashes of like, like his literal, dead family, right? Yeah, like literally ashes. Imagine Kratos like I gotta paint my body. He's going to Burning Man real hard. But yeah, so. I know we've talked about God of War quite a bit here now on the show, but like it, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. It looks good. Is your body ready? Yeah. Within the first five minutes of me playing this game, I was like, God damn, I feel so bad for Sony Santa Monica that they're nominated, that they're going to be nominated in the same year as, as Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. this is definitely going, like from what I've played, I would be shocked if this isn't on people's game of the year contender My list. My only concern is that 25 to 30 hours seems like a real long time for a linear game. Hmm. That seems like I don't that, know. I feel like, a, that's, I feel like that's good. I also feel like for a game that doesn't and come around this often, is it? Is because like to me, I'm concerned then that they didn't edit their story, and there might well, be a lot oh. of remember that they're they've added in several of these RPG mechanics, and I feel like in order to fully realize a skill tree and a crafting system, you can't have like a ten hour game because then it just kind sure. of feels a okay, little worthless, true. right? So I guess yeah, maybe it's not twenty, it's not twenty five, thirty hours of story. It's like when you're crafting it up. Okay, okay. and there's there's exploration, there's puzzles. You know, there's obviously lots of combat encounters, but really quick before you move on, what was the timber of the room? Because I know how that go. I know how it is when you go to a press event. And usually, press events are kind of quiet, <laughs> and people are like kind of just chilling. But we you know there's a yeah. couple people like, "Yo, that was Yo, great." Yo, Dad, war. Well, I mean, it was very quiet because it was like a very dark room, and we all were kind of like isolated in okay. our little stations. Okay. But I mean, there's tons of coverage out there. There was a lot of um, outlets that were invited, yeah. and pretty much everything I've seen has been universally positive. Yeah. Yes, so That's good. so excited. Yeah, excited. I just hope I don't have to rip someone's eyes out because I think that'll help. that'll be a nope out of my on my end. I don't I don't think so. I think, I think the Kratos that we see in this game 
a little is, bit less. I, ha- I mean, that crazy. Really he's, like, he's Daddy Kratos now. Daddy Kratos isn't trying to rip people's faces off in front of his son. He's like, child, go over here while I rip this dude's face off. Like, yeah, like cover your eyes, earmuffs, and eye muffs, eye muffs. I mean, yeah, I mean, that has a lot to do with it, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I guess the kid couldn't witness, like, something, well, he could, but... On one end, he's like, child, kill him. Yeah. Wait a minute. He's like, I don't want to, sir. (laughs) I mean, he didn't want to kill that deer, but, you know. True. But then he got really excited and shot him, and then Kratos is like, yo, you got to finish what you started. That's Mm true. Mm -hmm. Lara Croft killed the deer, and she really struggled with it, too. (laughs) Now look at her. Now look at that bitch. Little boy. <laughs> exactly. Look at this woman called Lara Croft. She's okay. You will be too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've been talking for a long time. No, it's um, good stuff. We no. all downloaded Fortnite on mobile and yep. only played like one match. <laughs> How much have you been playing? I played one match. On mobile? But you've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah, I play a, I play a crap top Fortnite at this point. Uh, mobile actually feels really good. It's one of those weird things where it, it it has the old mobile issues that most mobile games have where it's like I'm using virtual sticks and mm-hmm. that's really difficult and I don't know if I have enough screen re- uh, screen uh, real estate to be able to do exactly what I want. But that being said, first game I got in, I got like third place in, in the match. I also got nice. third place in my first game. Yeah, yeah. I shot that red dude with a shirt. No, no, I'm just <laughs> the butt. And, um, and got third. Um, but it was it, it felt good. In a, in a weird way where was, the first thing you tried to figure out is like, what did you map to what? Mm. And how did you move the mechanics from the usual places that you've had it to this mobile device? And they did really smart things. Like you double tap to kind of move your character and have like auto run initiate. Uh, shooting is still weird. Shooting's hard. Shooting's I'm just going to say weird. it. It's, a, it's challenging because your finger <laughs> takes up so, so much, much real estate on yeah. the screen when you're yeah. trying to aim yeah. in, in a game that's like, you gotta be quick draw. Yep. Like it's, I struggled with it. Yeah. And the reason I was able to do so well in the game and get so high was I just like hid the yeah. whole time. <laughs> I just was like, I went to like the center of the map and I found a bush and yep. I just crouched down <laughs> and I stayed there until the, the storm kept moving in yep. and moving in. And then when it got down to like seven of us left, I was like, okay, uh, I should probably it's like, it's my time to shine. Yeah. yeah. I like, I had like three different guns. I was like, I, I gotta do something, but like, Especially doing any kind of a ranged weapon with a scope yep. is like really challenging on with fingers on the glass. This game is going to do really, really well when they get Bluetooth support in. Yeah. Once that mm-hmm. happens, then that changes the way this game gets played. Mm, and yeah. then it's going to be something totally different. What then, about when it comes to Switch? When it comes to Switch alongside Ark and all the other games that are going to be on Switch. Okay. Um, I'm playing Fortnite right now. I'm not ignoring everyone. But it feels really good. Like the translation from the, the, the console and the PC space to this mobile space right. feels exactly like what they promised. And they yeah. said that it was going to be something where you'd feel competent, you'd feel like you'd be able to play it, and you wouldn't feel like you've lost a lot. Yeah, it's true. The only part that I'm you know, really having trouble wrapping my head around is the building. Oh, um, yeah. Because like the, the building menu system in on, on console and PC is so robust that having to like, it just, I feel like the text is just so small, mm-hmm. but I know in battle Royale in particular, like the building isn't as important from like a structural perspective. It's really just people use it as 
as obstacles as like cover right. essentially. But I did see a guy build like a real the, the guy who ended up winning the match that I that I lost mm-hmm. built this giant tower up into the sky and yep. then he just was like sniping people from the tower. And I'm like, man, he must have been practicing. I just like I can't fast <laughs> fingers it because in battle royale I get so nervous about building a structure like that because yeah. like someone's gonna come along me. Yeah. Well, I got my map editor or my building editor <laughs> open. They're gonna shoot me and then it's done. And no, then the I, people who are good at that game, it's like I'm like wow because I can't. I can't, I'm just like, to you, Andrea, I'm like, uh, Bill, I'm doing, I can do one thing at a time. I can't yeah. like build and then I like immediately my swap over it, yeah. and, and yeah. fire a gun at someone. Really and the way that they build those towers to go up, like I've watched people, I watch a lot of Fortnite on, uh, streaming and it's, it's fucking insane to me. I'm like, oh my God. Like they just like no. build themselves little whole I think a lot of Things, it becomes like muscle memory after a while sure. because um particularly when I was playing a lot of Save the World and I was building things like you learn the 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 button combinations to yeah. do certain types of uh, walls and, and and stairs and things like that and that's what's challenging about it on mobile is that mm-hmm. like is that muscle memory is gone because yeah, it's all happening different, instead yeah. yeah they're like I'm here and now I'm all the way here and now I'm gonna spin my controller around and mm-hmm. I'm like how because you only have one input your right, finger right. you know versus like all ten of your fingers when you're holding a controller yeah. or you're on right. a mouse and keyboard yeah. right so I will say it like looks really good and it runs really well it runs yeah. really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah it yeah. runs great super yeah. impressed by this this runs better than PUBG I, fig- I figured out now what what this version of the game is going to be for me this is going to be my mobile store i probably won't play this often because it is like like my phone gets hot and carpal tunnel and yeah. you know, all that stuff like old people hands but it's like <laughs> it's like i won't be able to do all the things i want to do so i'll be frustrated trying to play it yeah but it will be the thing that i will use to go look at the store when i'm not home i'm like oh okay i will buy my skins through here Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very impressed by this technology. We are in the future, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. We sure are. Am I supposed to have a gun? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should you find build, a gun. You get a gun. Just build around. Don't someone. you have to go scavenge? You, you, you gotta find go find one. one. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. What they've change, done. We're changing Britt's life. She's gonna get hooked on Fortnite mobile. If you see like um, things around your retic or like the middle of the screen, it's kind of indicating where people are for you. Okay. Have you, no, yeah. Sorry, have, you, have you gotten have you gotten better on the kind of uh, console PC side of Fortnite stuff with the building? Because I know that that was a thing that people have been talking about. Like, well, it's hard. Th- they have been making updates to save the world, but they're they're not coming as fast as I would like them to come. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with like the building now is that um, it's just about really about resource management, mm. but. It's like a lot of, I feel like I spend too much time scavenging for materials, like yeah. having to go like get the steel or the brick or whatever. Um, but I also feel like I spend a lot of time building things within the world that I never use the building and it just is all about the combat. Mm. So, th- and that's like an interesting to see the difference between save the world and battle royale in that sense and how mm. differently building is used in battle royale. And how I, from the people that I've watched, and Steimer, you know, I don't know which which streamers you're watching, but most of the streamers that I've watched don't use traps like at all. No, yeah. no one uses traps. Yeah, yeah. And but but I've seen some of their like montages where like they have like traps set up in yeah. battle royale, and I'm like, the idea of traps in battle royale is really cool, but like I just don't. But I feel like, like people just don't even bother with them. Yeah, no, because a- the. The, the odds of it working are so slim. Like, <laughs> right? the fact someone's what gonna come into the like the building and not see the trap and you know. Anyways, I heard I you were in here. Kind of get caught. I'm camping. Let's see how let's see how good I do here. That's fantastic. Oh if you God. win, I'm gonna. That's yeah, gonna be. I, I don't think I win. You. I mean, you can only camp for so long. You can't. You have I know, to I have move to after a bubble. Time. Time. Yeah, yeah, the bubble doesn't get me. 
yet. I do wish that they would move the mechanics that they have in the Battle Royale into the Save the World part. Yes, please. That do is, it already. That, I tried to play Save the World the other day, and I was like, oh, half the things I do, they don't translate to what is over here now. Oh, okay. I, I, it's it's a puzzle to me why they haven't yet. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Maybe because they tried it in their own tests and it like broke something else. Yeah. On that side, I have to imagine that's got to be the reason. Yeah. And also like all of the cosmetic stuff that is in Battle Royale should instantly be available in Save the World. I do not know yeah. why that why that's a thing. Oh, am I supposed yeah, to be in the circle? It's PVE. Yeah. 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 That's no, the stuff I'm, I'm like, I bought all these oh, really dope skins. I really want to use them in Save the World. That yeah. Would, that would make a lot of sense. Your I don't know why down? it doesn't translate over. No. Um, we're doing a show here. What's going on? She's like, oh, do I need to be in the circle? I'm like, yes. That's kind of the whole point. No, it, it's interesting because I found a spot to camp, and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be in the circle. <laughs> but yeah, I, you, if you're going to camp, you have to camp inside the circle. Yeah, no wonder no one's out here. <laughs> yeah. I thought I found a really good camping spot. No, um, so this is like my first time playing like something like this. Yeah. And I have to say, man, like, I don't like too much anxiety. I, I don't like it the feeling of being hunted. I really don't like the idea of being hunted. But I know some people, the you have to become the hunter. I yeah. Yes. I, I just want to make friends. You're not going to make friends in Battle Royale. My takeaway, you can do squads, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, this is, again, I'll say it again. But you're not making friends. You go in with friends. We should all squad up sometime. That would be fun. I would love that. That would be great. Yeah, I'm just super impressed with how. Okay, we can all emote together. I'm just really bad at building. Exactly. Building and shooting at the same time. So, so Khalif, do you want to talk about Sea of Thieves? I want to talk about the idea of CFC. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Uh, I, I think, I, I think CFC's as a game is going to be really fun. But again, like the time that we all but shared in our CFC's run, I, I mean, it was weird. So I like, I played a little bit in the last test before it went live mm-hmm. and all I did was get locked up into, into a jail on someone's boat and they just left me there for like 10 minutes and I couldn't get out. And did, I don't know if it was a bug. I don't know if it was a, yeah, it was like some weird thing where yeah, I was you like, can lock people in the brig, but I thought, the brig. Yeah. I thought it was time based. I thought it was time based. I don't know what I don't know how long it is, but basically I just sat there and I put a video up of it on 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 Twitter, and I just sat there and just sang shanties while I was locked up because <laughs> it was nothing. Dude. It was nothing else to do, and huh. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm leaving the server. Fun. No, it wasn't. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to work. In sure. terms of when people actually get into it live, I don't know if there's something you can get out of it, especially with the thing that we have all been talking about is, you know, the idea of being able to go into that game and jump around and play around with the systems, but also not always feel like you're going to be under attack. Yeah. Which oh. is, the, which is the hardest part. Like there's no yeah. passive mode where you can just chill and like be like, I don't want you to shoot me right now. And I he- want to do my voices and my, and my character uh, development yeah. like I'm supposed to do while I'm playing as a pirate, but you won't let me. So yeah, so I, I just read this, this story yeah. over on VentureBeat during one of the um, alphas or one of the private closed betas. They say the the title is "See if these players are immediately throwing strangers in the brig." Yep. And the guy here said, who wrote the article, Jeff Grubb, says oh, that you can't break out of the cell. There's no limit on how long you can spend in it before you are automatically freed. Or at least the 80 minutes I spent <gasps> in the brig was not yeah. a limit for my first time in the yep. game earlier this week. 80 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I had to just leave the server. Also, what do you mean when you're like getting thrown in there? They can't pick you up. No, you literally just morph into the, into the brig. Like you, what do you, mean? you vote to lock a player in the brig. Oh, I've never yeah. used and the brig, so I didn't. I didn't know that. that yeah, was so system. like it's That's, like it's just like you select their gamer tag. That's it's not like terrible. you physically are removing them. Here's what I here's my concern about. We've already this development. Here's my problem. Is that they basically have given all of these players all of these griefing tools, and then they're basically like, but we think you should be nice to each other. And you're like, I'm sorry. 
what? Like have you, you played <laughs> a video game on the internet? You can't. You can't give yep. people like these kinds of tools and then no. be like, but we're. Sh- I'm sure that you'll be responsible and use these appropriately. No, like, it's not going to happen. And that's we've talked about this many times on the show. Yeah. It's just well, because I don't, they just there was just an article. I haven't read it, but like they were like. We really, or I think it was a video, and someone's basically talking like, "We really hope people will be nice to each other." And like, I even used my best Oliver it. Twist voice to you, try to get out, yeah, and it didn't work. You built it with people like <laughs> you're what? <laughs> yeah, it's this is the point. I mean, this is the part of the game that is such a giant bummer that we talked about after our experience, mm-hmm. where Britt and I got murdered on that island. On the island, and yeah. I, I mean, we got straight shot in the back. Oh yeah, like yeah. murdered. Oh. And like yeah, that was like the hub island, right? Like where yeah, you were turning we were at a vendor. Yes, and it was. It's just like it's it's frustrating because that game has so much potential to be so great and to be have this awesome exploration element mm-hmm. to be able to like like Brit said, kicking back, sailing the seas, having a nice relaxing time until it's not. And like the idea that every encounter with a player in the world ends negatively it's so sad to me yeah and like and now it's not i know it's not literally 100 percent of encounters it's but, gonna be real close but from my from my, <laughs> yeah. my playtime, when i encountered people i did not know 95 percent of the time it ended poorly it did not end well i don't think i had a single positive experience with a stranger online i had two but on it that was, game sorry it was in the pre, it was like in the first couple of betas betas yeah. yeah i had one i think i don't know if you and i were on the same boat but there was like a, a guy who was on the boat with us mm-hmm. who was navigating right and who had done the voyages before and so we were like oh this is cool we'll just let him navigate and we'll run around the ship and goof around yeah um and so that was that was cool because he also like knew like yeah, where he was the on your were, team but, yeah he wasn't like i'm talking about like any other any player that is not on your squad right but but even players that are yeah. if you get match made with people <laughs> yep. on your squad they can still lock you in the brig they can shoot you yeah. they can like throw you, you off the boat do physical damage to you i thought i thought there was friendly fire no 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 no, no. no. Mm-hmm. okay but they can lock you in they can lock brig. you in a brig sure yeah or yeah. leave you somewhere yeah but dip out on the you boat. can mermaid to them and be like bitches i'm back I, <laughs> what i just don't understand is like i feel like we're you know a very smart group of men and women you know what online communities can be like right. an online th- if you put in a game where you can grief people, like Sam was saying, it's going to happen. So I don't know why they're, they're pussyfooting around the idea that people are just going to be dicks. They're just going to do it. But they, it, it's just like, well, we want, you know, player to, players to self-regulate or whatever they were calling it. And it's like, nope, that's not going to happen. Yeah, like, I don't, why are you dodging this? I don't understand the concept of intentional griefing systems in the first place. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. Cod, you have some insight. I mean, I think if you sometimes add a weird, like, malevolent uh, aspect to a game, what you can do is you can kind of have people be adversarial in ways that you want to kind of poke people towards different content, mm. which be which might work. But we also know how people play games and they mm-hmm. do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to kind of balance that out when you're just like, all right, we're going to give you things to be assholes in the game. And have we no just, restrictions is the weird part. That's the, there's no counterbalance to it, which is really difficult. And they don't yeah. reward any way for you to counterbalance that stuff. And they don't really reward you for doing the other parts either, which is like, all right, so we're squatting up and we're doing stuff so you can get into those spaces and be together, which is great because you don't have to worry about, you know, having people trying to kill you all the time. But what are the other parts that let you balance that out? Mm-hmm. And if you don't really talk about them in ways that are given early on, then people are just going to run, 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 and just do what they want. Yeah. And so I like how the, the before they, they always, some of the producers would be like, but it's a pirate game. And I'm like, 
okay. Right. So like, so that's like the, that's, that has been their public facing reasoning by all of their choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pirate game, so we want you to like be an asshole, be, an, be a pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all pirates are assholes. So obviously, you know, if you if you search PVE Sea of Thieves, because I've done this on Twitter, uh, you're gonna see tons of people hitting up Rare and the, the Twitter account being like, "Hey, PVE, can you get PVE?" So they know it's a thing. They have to know that well, allowing people to grief you. And I know their other argument has been, you know, it's a large map. You're not always gonna run into people, but allowing people to just grief but then you it for feels the hell empty. Of it, so like it's a weird counter like it's a weird balance of like you would you want to see yeah. other players because you don't want to feel you're like alone in the world and the only other things that exist are these vendors and you right. know it's kind of or right. zombie skeletons. So do you think that and I don't know do you think that these are things that they know they they need to implement but it's a time restriction and they're just kind of like like I said earlier pussyfooting around it because. And just say, they don't want to like put it forward like a bad face and say, we just didn't have time. Sorry guys, this is going to come later. Cause I would like guarantee that we're going to get PVE or something at some point. Well, they actually made a statement this week. So yeah, that was, yeah, it's, um, let me pull the you statement up. So, um, rare made a statement because people have been complaining that there's a lack of content in the game, mm. right? That it looks like it's like not finished. So. They came out and they said, let me, um, let me pull up the statement. I mean, that's the, so when we were playing the betas or whatever, I, I was definitely thinking like, if this is it, yeah, then right. I won't be playing this game very long. Right. Because there's just, it's the, the, the repetition of it isn't fun enough for me to want to play this for like hundreds of hours. And it's weird because like the small things when we were playing, the things that you did, that we all felt like, okay, so this is what this game is going to wind up being. Even those things didn't feel as satisfying as they should. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I got my chest that I went and did this this thing for. I put it on my boat, and then I go all the way to a vendor to go give it to a person so they can cash it in for me. And it's like small things. It's like the the the, the chests don't open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you don't get the, the things that you want as the, the mm-hmm. feedback mm-hmm. Uh, in that game that you would expect. And then uh, there, yeah, and then there are those times when, and like some of those, they can have, they, like there's so much potential yeah. in this game. And I think that's it, yeah. And so there was a time when we were, we floated by this, this shipwreck and I was like, oh my God. So like we jumped out into the water and we we're like looking around this thing. There was nothing in it. Like there was nothing in it. And Supposedly I was like, they're going to, those are things that you can and, do and, now that it's actually finished. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Supposedly. So in the beta, maybe it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Cause yeah. I was like, what's the point yeah. of this? <laughs> Everyone listen to yourselves drown yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So I think that those things are now in the game since okay, it's live. That's great. But I do still wonder what, you know, the in-between spaces mm-hmm. where you're going from place to place. What are those things going to look like? And hopefully folks are not always constantly kind of trying to get at you. That's um, why, like, PVE again. Give yeah. us a PVE. And I don't even mind sailing from place to place. It's kind of relaxing, actually. Yeah, like, I the like water, that part. The water technology is really cool. So but if, yeah, if you see, like, an island to the side, and you're like, hey, let's make a pit stop and get out and check it out. Maybe you'll find some loot, something, I don't know, something even could just be cosmetic. This, There's something. The interesting part, too, is, like, you would think that they would have at least – at least in the way that they've marketed it and talked about it in the press has been, oh, well, we've seen what's happened in Grand Theft Auto Online. 
And here are some things that we picked up from that game that mm-hmm. we wanted that we want to implement in ours so that it kind of balances itself out. Here's maybe a passive mode so you don't <laughs> get shot in the ass. Very good go. No, <laughs> so, no. We're gonna get a lot of comments because there are people out there who love their Sea of Thieves. They just say get good, it's a PvP game, and no, that's but, like and that's totally fine. Yeah. But, but offering player choice isn't bad. And that's what we do on this podcast. We talk about things and we talk about we analyze them, and we talk about how we think they could be improved and what how the game could be tailored to attract a much more wider audience of people like us. Yep. So uh, IGN got a quote from executive producer Joe Neat, and he said, Sea of Thieves is designed from the ground up to be a game that grows and evolves, and we will release new cosmetic options ongoing as part of that, alongside new mechanics and ways to play. Our focus for launch is on delivering a great initial experience. As we move beyond launch, we will be assessing and reacting to player feedback across all areas of the game. We have worked with our community throughout the development of Sea of Thieves, and that will continue in exactly as the same manner beyond launch. Worth noting... Sea of Thieves had 1 million players in its first 48 hours as Rare talks about their server issues. So obviously plagued by server problems as we discussed earlier. Totally normal. But like the thing is, is like even this Forbes article um, headline, Xbox One Sea of Thieves is no more than 10% of a finished game. Damn. And like, uh, like that's, listen, this is 100% a hot take from a contributor, uh, right? Like, I wouldn't say it's that. I think oh, that that's, yeah, that seems, that's an aggressive that's, overstep. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't give Rare any credit for the work that they've put into this game. Yeah. However, like the points that he brings up in that article are, 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 are worth mentioning that like the islands don't feel, they feel underpopulated. The world feels underpopulated. The factions feel identical. The quests don't have enough variety. It's like if you're offering a $60 open world game, a game like GTA 5, and if you're going to put your game up next to an open world game, there's so many amazing open world games out there. Like, you kind of got to bring the goods, or you got to drop it down to a $29.99 price point, or even a $39.99 price point. Or a and $10 a month price game point. Pass. Game Pass. Right? Like, but like, here's the thing. <laughs> sea of Thieves was not announced as Game Pass for... for two years of its like no, totally. marketing cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. They were taking pre-orders long before Game Pass was going to include first-party titles. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not letting Microsoft off the hook for that. Mm. I think Game Pass was meant to support an audience that was already going to be there in the, in the game, exploring and give people an option to try it. Mm-hmm. This could potentially backfire spectacularly oh, totally. when we all were looking so positively at what Game Pass was going to do for Sea of Thieves to be like, it's going to get more people in. It's going to be awesome. But if they don't bring the content, it's going to be like it's a monumental die, waste. And it's going to vine real quick. It's going to domino things like State of Decay. It's going to make, it's going to, people are going to look at that game and go like, well, maybe I don't want Game Pass for this, you know? Or, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true though. I, I, I would disagree only because I think that since those games are so very, very different, that game having the pedigree from the last game, right. people will have at least some grace for it. That's true. I think what you're That's saying is point. I think they what you're might saying look is you're through different lens. Like sure. you're gonna, yeah. 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 Tarnishes the whole thing because devalue of the, the, the value proposition of Game Pass. Uh-huh. Right. right. Yeah. Or, or you're going to like be like, oh, if the game is in Game Pass, therefore it must not be very good. Yeah. Mm. That, that, that's what I was getting at. Is, yeah, uh, what, yeah. 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 You look at it through a different lens, right? Well, See if these flop. Say to decay. I'm not. Th- that's not going to flop. I don't think. But you know, you start thinking of it that way. If it's a, if it's a game on Game Pass, what does that mean? Is it going to be unfinished like everything else on Game Pass? Which okay, very very exaggerated statement. But I think you understand like the, 
the point I'm trying to make. No, I only laugh only because they already have another service like that on their on their platform. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, Voila. here's another unfinished service game thing that we have for you. Yeah, Voila. I'm concerned. It's like when, when Joe's saying like we had a million players, I'm I'm worried about their bounce rates. Like, because I think, yes, it's awesome that they hit a million players. It's going to be but high. It's going to yeah. be like if you don't have it, a good enough, a strong enough gameplay hook, which from what we have played before and we have not I've not played the final sure. code yet. What I've played before, that hook is not strong enough. Mm-mm. The gameplay, that core gameplay loop is not strong enough to keep most people going. Um, and when you add that in with like the griefing tools that are in there that are unrestricted. The, I feel like the community is going to dwindle pretty fast. And you know what's weird is I don't... Has there been an official statement saying this game is PvP and it is going to remain PvP? Because I didn't know that until we... Hop, I mean, I knew it was PvP, but I didn't know the griefing was such a thing that could happen until mm. we actually hopped in and played and experienced this. And I guarantee you there are people out there who've seen CFDs marketed whatever, and they're like, I'm going to hop in. And then they didn't realize that it's fucking and like, a grief oh, look, fest. another ship. Cool. Wait. Oh, no. And, and that's why I, I can't help. Yeah. yeah. No, I just yeah. can't help but yeah. think, like, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that we obviously aren't privy to. Of like Because it just doesn't add up. People are smart. I mean, we all hope. But, you know, it's like, you know the, you know the industry. You know the nature of it. You know the mm. culture of it. This is just seems like you're trying to sweep like an elephant under a rug, and it's like that doesn't work. It's sad we're gonna see the lumps because, like we said, like the game has so much potential yes. and can be so much fun. Um, but when you look, and this is like a real launch. This is not them saying this is early, like because technically Fortnite launched at sixty dollars. It was ter- early access. Um, this is not. They've never they've never said that, right? They're like this is the launch of this game, and so that's gonna hurt it further because people are gonna be like, oh, this is the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. if they have more plans, like start talking about them. Maybe like keep can't. people. Yeah, that's you it. Need to that's be able thing, to you can, need to be able to, to give you some sort of a roadmap of like, these are the types of, th- you don't need to give specifics, but be like, I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like they're talking about it behind the scenes a lot. And I don't think they're able to move quickly enough to fix it at this point. Right. Cause now like the launch has happened. These yeah. tools are in and like, how do you take them out now? I don't know. They've got to tweak them somehow. And like we, we talked so extensively, uh, about, about PVE and making PVE a thing. And I, I hope that even if they look at it and go, what does PVE look like? There's no way they're going to be able to announce anything PVE related for at least like three to six months. I just didn't even mean the PVP, P, sorry. Wow. PVE. I was talking more of like these types of with more content or like right. more interesting more factions more things more like we're gonna or give voyages them more or of a personality whatever mm-hmm. um i think that's stuff they need to be talking about right now because i think if you go into the game and if it's somewhat similar to what we played they're gonna yeah. push the hell out of hubs though <sighs> yeah. hubs, the hubs are gonna get a real good push this this month with that game because that's like mm. you need friends i got friends for you because you're all gonna get shot in the ass <laughs> so let's all get shot in the ass together yeah so yeah i'm excited to together. at least give it a go and see and yeah. i'm gonna hold out yeah. hope that it's not gonna be as bad but the initial reports about pvp griefing is are real um you know if you guys have played sea of thieves um extensively if you want to reach out and let us know what your experience has been like of course you can always hit us up on our facebook page on twitter you can email us at contact what's good and we'll do a follow-up after we get some more time to actually like get in and like sink sink our teeth in Mm -hmm. um but for now i definitely need to wrap this segment because we've been talking a lot can i just i wanted i wanted to say one more thing this is my plea to rare 
Please give me a real character creator. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Work. Noted. You don't want a dumpy pirate face. Well, like, yeah. Like, I want to make my pirate. You clearly got assets there. Why can I not mix and match these? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Makes sense because they want you to buy them. No. They don't even offer you to buy them. Don't, do don't say that. Please There's a no. lot of buyable cosmetic stuff in that game. Well, just clothes. But there's like, like a buy, like face. buy a face. But you can buy like uh, the shovel. You can change yeah. the weapons. I don't care about my hats. shovel. I care about my face. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. A, it's like it's a while <laughs> for me to get the booty that I want. I want to change game. my eyeballs. I want to change. I had a weird like glass eye, and I didn't like it. And I want to make my pirate look the way I want it to look. Yeah, and I also want a Governor Marley outfit. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Work. Work. All right. Wish list sent. <laughs> All right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to learn about Mr. Adam. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Everybody, this is our final segment, and we wanted to introduce you to the man you've been listening to all show, Mr. Clean Adam. So, you have your own wonderful podcast, which we talked about at the very beginning of the show. Where did you guys come up with the idea for for Spawn on Me? Uh, Spawn on Me kind of came out of well, first the name came out of a riff on the Battlefield series, which you know everyone when you die and you lay on the ground, and it was like Spawn on Me first because I'm closest to everybody else dying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it came from that, uh, the name at least. Uh, but the idea came about because um, I remember I was working at my 9 to 5 IT job and I was looking and waiting to hear about the game industry through my lens and I couldn't find it. Everywhere I'd look, I'd go through every uh, website that I'd been to and every uh, video game store that I'd seen. I was like, I don't see anybody who looks like me playing these things and talking about these things and sharing that information out. Is there a space that we can do that in a smart way? Try to bring some nuance back to the internet, which would be fun and difficult. But, um, yeah, it, it started from that space, uh, to begin with. It was like, all right, how do we do this? How do we share a, a message that is through our prism, uh, through a prism of blackness? Cause it's for, uh, African Americans who are hosting the show, uh, at this point. Um, and what does that actually mean? You know, what is the prism that we're trying to figure out and try to kind of share that messaging out and spotlight people who are doing that work? So we've been doing that for almost five years now. Uh, we're like almost 220 <gasps> episodes in. Uh, That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's madness. And I look at that. I was like, it started at my kitchen table, you know, mm-hmm. like, and now we're starting at my back room table. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's You've moved rooms. That's started from the table. Now we're here. Uh, at another table. Yeah. Basically moved from a nice one to a red one, which is great because red's mm-hmm. my favorite color. But yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've gotten a lot of love over the past couple of years. Um, some really good guests and some fun conversations that I don't think a lot of people have really decided to even jump into. So which has been great. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much that so far. Not too unlike the reason we started What's Good Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this idea that there's a voice missing yeah. and underrepresented and underserved. And um, it's awesome. Have you found that you have had any unforeseen challenges or obstacles that have come up along the way for, you know, the kind of content creation that you guys do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, the the hardest part right now is to try to, 
make it known that it's not just for black folks because it's, it's one of it's one of those things where it's like so you do this show about black people is it only for black people <laughs> what? i was like do you think that about like what like what are the other yeah. things that like no that's not the way it works like it's it's an for everyone show but we're talking about things that maybe uh is very specific to to black culture or through mm-hmm. a, through a prism that that we may see that you may not see so here's a vision and here's a way for you to see that through the games that you're playing things that you might have missed Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of. Um, it's interesting because we talk about stuff that people don't want to dig into. Yeah. Like when folks are like, oh, so do you want to talk about politics in your, in your games? I was like, yeah, everything is political. So let's talk about it in a real way mm-hmm. and, and talk about how, you know, things that I may go through in my daily life as a black, as a black man in America may give me a different way in seeing the characters that I play when I go home to play a game or the, the plot points that you thought were really great. They may not have been that great through my prism. Mm-hmm. And how do we talk about that in a way that shares that information, um, in a way that, you know, brings people in, but also, um, it may ruffle feathers. You know, it's a thing that's like, you have to be honest about your truth and your experiences. And if you can do that, then people will rock with you or they won't. And it's been good to be able to see the people who have rocked with us and the people who are just like, I don't know if I can mess with that. I'm like, then you don't have to. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. And I want those people to listen. Those are people I want, though. Yeah. Those people I want to come through and listen. And like, oh, but that, why does Battlefield have that black guy on the, on the cover? They're, 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 they're blackwashing the game. And I was like, that's new. What? Wait, Wait, somebody's actually said said that to you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When that character was on the front of the cover. They were like, they're blackwashing this game. There were no black people in World War Two, And then we were, we were like... Wait, what is that? What? They were like, <laughs> these are books. These are awesome. Have you read anything in your lifetime? Have you read things? Yeah, these are like things that we get in our there inboxes. Were, wait, they said there were no black people? Yeah, World they were War like black people. Black people didn't fight in World they War II. They didn't exist then? Oh, no. they just, oh, they didn't fight. Okay, that's what they... I'm like, we, what do you think? We spawned like, way later. We spawned, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we spawned way later. In, 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 so, so it's like those conversations, right? So it's like the, the stuff that we like to do yeah. on the show is... Be really smart about what we talk about and bring people on the show who will um, challenge us in ways that we're not used to bring about the historical context of how, you know, we have affected this. We and I say we people of color uh, have affected the industry in ways that people don't remember. Um, and I always kind of use the, 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 the tagline. Uh, we are the culture in that way. We're like, there are so many things that you don't know that that touch your games that are part of the culture that African Americans have brought to to the country and brought to the world. So it's like all those emotes that you play in 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 in, in Fortnite, some of that is ours. Like that's mm-hmm. like that stuff, you know, that people don't pay attention to. Right. Um so it's been nice to be able to talk about that stuff and get that out in the world. Yeah. I think it's a much needed voice that a lot of people you know, forget about because we as humans see ourselves and automatically identify with people who look like us. Of course. And I think that's what's so great about what you guys are doing. And, you know, what we strive to do here is just to be like, hey, like, we're not trying to tell you identifying with people who look like you is is bad. Like, there's nothing wrong with with white men. That's I mean, that's not what we're trying to do here, you know, but like, what we want, though, is for you to just maybe take a time to look at another perspective that isn't yours. Yeah. And sometimes that conversation seems really difficult to have, and I'm not quite sure why people are so resistant to it. Oh, folks Folks want to feel like the, every space that is a space that they occupy is theirs. 
And a lot of people don't want to recognize that you share space all the time. You're consistently rubbing elbows and asses with everybody else in the world. Uh, if you go to any parties that I hang out with. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, these are things that you're constantly touching. You're all, the Venn diagram of culture is always don't getting touch big. people's asses. Don't, no, I'm not saying to touch people's asses, but if they rub up against <laughs> you, you got to be like, hey, yo, back up. Um, but it's the Venn diagram of culture is so large that folks don't recognize that those things are always going to be connected. And then when you try to separate yourself out, you lose a lot of the beautiful things that are just a part of gaming culture, outside culture, the the, the main cultures that we all kind of envelop ourselves in. Um, and those are things that when we talk about them, we're like, oh, that is something that is something I could recognize and attach myself to. You know, geekdom and fandom, it feels like people are trying to silo themselves all the time when it makes no sense when we're all enjoying this one particular thing. Or multiple layers of things. So why not talk about those things and then also get the realism of what people are dealing with when they turn their their systems off? Like that's important. You you are you you use this as an escape mechanism for most people. It's entertainment and an escape escape mechanism. But when you turn that off, life is affecting you at all times. And if you don't see those things as crossing over, that's weird. Like Mm -hmm. there there is a, a crossover there too. And it's okay to recognize that and acknowledge it and talk about it. Dropping some knowledge. I was going to say that too. I could just listen to you talk all day, dude. Ah, I You're try. a very smart person. I, tr- I try. I try. He's I try. like, I do that on spawn on me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have the show. Maybe, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is obviously like an amazing show. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, we have to, of course, talk about your love of video games. Please. This is a video game show after all. But do you like actually play? <laughs> do you actually play games though? <laughs> do people ask you that? Uh. Uh, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, what I've been playing games really since, do? yeah, oh, of course. I, I mean, I've been playing games since I was two. Uh, so it's weird. I'm 39 now. So it's like one of those things of like, I've been playing games long enough that my hands tell me that I've been playing games <laughs> long enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Like that was like my series for a very long time. Love that. I love fighters. I love puzzlers. Mm-hmm. Those are things that like, I, I'm still waiting for a, a, a remake of Echo Chrome, which was a game on PS3 that was like this kind of, uh, do you remember those, uh, art school models that have those little dolls that are just like, uh, uh human figures? You mm-hmm. would kind of use that as the puzzle steps there. Huh. Thing was like Escher puzzles in that game. I remember this game. Yeah, I remember yeah. it too. That game, I want I someone to remake it. something like that because it was like really smart. I love to see, um, Game companies go for things that are out of the ordinary. Uh, one of my other favorite games, I love music games. So like, uh, Amplitude is one of those. Uh, 4AM is a game that people don't remember. I mean, I'm jealous because (laughs) that bad boy's out there. 4AM is another game that people don't remember, but I loved that game. Do you remember that at all? I played that game last night. No, stop playing. I love you. You're the best. I love you anyway, but it's true. 4AM was this wonderful game from Q Games that was basically like you had move controllers and you were performing in your home and people could see your performance, but they couldn't see you. So, but they basically saw like the, an avatar. It wasn't even an avatar. It was literally like if you had like an etch a sketch and it was like things moving around on your screen. <gasps> it was a visualizer. Wait, but like the, an etch a sketch or like one of those pin things, like that you, kind of sort of right. But you had your you had your PlayStation camera and each part of your screen, each quadrant of your screen was a beat. So you'd move through the beats and kind of move backwards and forwards and change the way the sounds made, sounds went. Huh. And it was so funky. And I was like, why doesn't someone make this game again? Because no one bought it. But it, it might have something to do with it. That's probably the reason yeah. why. But, but stuff like that but is like, like – I wouldn't – if you were like, this game, 4 a.m., I'd be like, 
Yeah, you're like, what, what the, the hell? Is that? I, but, but that's the thing is like, if you put that in a party now and you just put it in the middle of the room, and you told somebody what it was and you let them play it, it would be a life of the party kind of game. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So yeah. yeah, I've been playing for a very long time, very long time. I'm old. My my first console had wood on it. <laughs> so that's, that's I'm like, that's how old I am. Ooh, wood yeah. paneling. Wood paneling. All the right. So did the televisions too. Remember yeah. that? Each mm. one, the one the, on the, the bottom. The knob on the front. The one I worked on the on the on the top Rabbit and the one ears. I didn't on the bottom. Oh shit! <laughs> I had one of those TVs. I'm old. So yeah. do you have like a favorite game? Favorite, favorite. I hate that question, but I gotta ask. Oh, now, it's difficult. Because we hate it, we have to ask it to oh, everybody. Oh, right? it's difficult. It's difficult. Metal Gear Three. That was my. I favorite. feel like it's difficult. Difficult. This game. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Three. <laughs> Metal Gear Three. About I five mean, seconds of debate. <laughs> quick, my brain works fast. Um, that game just did so many things well. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just added this next layer of narrative. Um, a component that I didn't see in a lot of games before, uh, and just wondered where I was going to take things. So it's great. Um, being able to have that, those years in, I can see so many things that I'd played when I was little, and I was like, we're in amazing times. When people complain about stuff, they're like, oh, the servers don't work. I was like, hey, hey. let me tell you about servers not working. <laughs> when they had no servers, and they, right? yeah, I was like, so you come that down. Because they didn't exist. They didn't exist. There was no multiplayer games. You played, and then you got mad, and you're just like, I got to yep. turn this off. Uh, yep. So it's like that weird level of perspective is nice to be able to have because it makes me not complain as much. Sure. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear Three was a fantastic game that just made me want to, made me want to get into the industry and made me want to figure out how I'd be able to. And then, mm-hmm. you know, math happened. Math. And I was like, Haha, math. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's like, do you, you actually do like math? I know I'm bad at math. That's the reason why. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, I wish too. I knew. I wish I was good at math because then I'd probably be a, a developer at some point. <laughs> uh, but no, it's not gonna happen. You could yeah. be a developer and not be good at math. I'm good. I mean, now, like now, the tools are there. You know, like I can make a twine game and make something dope. <laughs> um, <laughs> like make this narrative story about why raisins are better than most fruit. Oh my oh, god! Oh, no, no. You know what? You raise should my, totally raise my fist. I think you'd make a sad little RPG about an oatmeal raisin cookie nobody wants to fucking eat. <gasps> you can talk do about that in dreams. When dreams oh, come oh my god! Yes. Dreams. Dream, dreams is gonna t- dreams, dreams is gonna take over my life. That's no BS. I swear, and I said this on uh, Greg's show, that I feel like that is a game that is going to take over my life. Like creation-wise? Like you want to create Oh, absolutely. It? Because it's going to be one of those things that I feel like people don't recognize just how smart Media Molecule is mm. as a dev studio. No, we, we, I think we recognize it, but it's just like... I think that, can, I think people can other people appreciate it. I don't think that people yeah. appreciate well, yeah. that with the mass audience. The, co- the concept of dreams is mm-hmm. so hard to wrap your head around unless you get an hour pitch demo from the team at Media Molecule, yeah. which we, we did. We luckily did. did. We got <laughs> yeah. a behind the closed doors demo and like yeah. looking at all of the tools that they're going to provide people. The toolbox is so impressive mm-hmm. how comprehensive it is out the gate. Speaking of like, really packing content yeah. into a game that is how you do that now we don't know exactly what that complete set is going to look like when it launches but if it's even a fraction of what yeah. they showed us which feels like mm-hmm. what they showed us is just a fraction of what's actually mm-hmm. going to exist my hope my hope is that dreams is the next easier version of game development for a generation to come absolutely that's what i hope it is because i feel like it's that good you can do everything in that game that you've ever wanted to. And if you have a specialty uh, that you, that you feel like you're really good at, it's like, I'll probably dig into the music generation stuff more than anything else, mm-hmm. but I'll be able to share that out with other people and they'll be able to use what I've, what I've made. And then that keeps going. 
Yeah. And that's going to be funky. So do you already it's have an idea of what you want to do? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I totally head. do. I, I totally like building your totally. portfolio in dreams. Being like, if yeah. you're an aspiring game designer or an aspiring yeah. Art, like, yeah. composer or anything, you can be like, I get this game and then I'm like working with these tools and I can just kind of like ship it off and be like, look at all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Makes it super accessible in a way previously not really available. And we've seen certain games attempt this. I mean, you know, like even um thinking about the project that came to Xbox, Project, project Spark, Spark. Yeah. You know, um was one of the more recent games that that tried this and I for some reason a lot of these games just don't have a lot of sticking power and I think no. the the accessibility and usability of the tools and how easy they are to learn is really kind of like the defining point of, of the success. And from what we've seen, it does feel pretty intuitive yeah. the way that the tools are laid out. And so then when it goes in VR, that's the whole other step. Oh my oh God. Man. Then it's over. You're done. Then we're in another movie that people don't want to talk about because they don't like it. Which movie? <laughs> Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either, but it's going it's to get into that space, which mm-hmm. is going to be great. Because then, it's again, it's like anyone will be able to make a thing, mm-hmm. get recognized for that thing. And even if they don't make a full level, they'll be able to say, I made this thing and it went here, 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 and here. That's so uh, empowering to people who are really wanting to get into game dev. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I think it's like, one one of the coolest things we saw was such a tiny like little thing, but mm-hmm. um, also still managed to elicit emotion. And oh. is that the right word to use that word? Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was um, the platform. Like there was just a, it was just like a circle platform floating in the sky, and there were all of like there was you were like this one red triangle, and there was a whole bunch of like or whatever shape. Yeah. And then there was a whole bunch of other um, white shapes around you, and anytime you moved, they would all like scatter away from yeah. you to the point Did where they would this? jump off the would... side of the the ledge oh, to wow. get away from you they like really? suicide away from you yeah and you're left alone on this platform and then you're like well there's nothing to do but jump yourself oh. at the end right and then so and it's just like oh my god oh and doesn't god. the camera yeah, right? zoom out and, and the then camera you zooms out in like middle... a really cinematic way yeah. once you finally do and you're like this is like five minutes and i'm like holy crap and like yep. so simple but the yep. idea and the concept is just really cool yeah I'm pulling for them so hard. I don't want this to flop. I'm pulling really, for them so, so yeah. hard. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't pass over people's heads. I'm hoping that people take the time to like see it for what it is. No. They're like, but I said this on the show after we saw it, like they're going to have a massive marketing problem. Yep. And I don't know oh, how yeah. they're going to sol- solve it. I really don't. They have yeah. their campaign. That's probably the angle they're going to take too. A oh yeah, angle, you know, for sure. Show you manipulating the campaign and doing things like that. But anyway, more about they need you. to push You're Twitch. Awesome. They need to push Twitch on that real hard. Oh, sure. Because that's where they're gonna. That's where they're gonna thrive. Is yeah. they get Twitch creative behind them, and they. I mean, not Twitch creative like behind the scenes. I mean, like no, the that, communities. That yeah, 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 yeah. Communities in that space. They get that behind them, and they start pushing them early or giving them stuff early. That'll be fantastic. Then they'll have a, a space to do it. But marketing that, you just market everything under the sun. Like here's everything. Here's that you everything. Can get. Would yeah. you like to be literally anything in the creative field? You can probably do some training in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, Ka. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dramatic, dramatic pause. I'm contemplating talking to you exclusively about Paragon and just like kind of cropping Britney and stuff. <laughs> well, we're not going to do that. Um, I mean, you can. We won't mind. We can take a nap over here. <laughs> no, no crying. Um, we're getting to the end of the show. Yeah. 
And I want to make sure if there's a project that you're working on, you got something cool coming up, anything that you want to promo, like what's, uh, what's good? What's coming? Uh, we are trying to get together our second version of our, what we call our Blackademics show. Okay. Um, so luckily we've had our show or at least things from our episodes kind of taught in curriculums in a couple of places. Um, and so we usually have three academics come on the show who are, who, who love games and they talk about, you know, what they're teaching, uh, in terms of game theory and things like that, which has been fantastic to like open that up to another segment of stuff. Um, we have our E3 stuff that's going to be coming out cause we're going to be going all to E3. This is going to be the first time we're all together. Oh, that's Fort- awesome. We haven't all been in the same place since we started the show. Wait, Wait really? Five yeah, years never, ago? Yeah, never. We've never all been in the same place. That's oh awesome. God. Yeah. So this is going to be the first time at E3 where we'll all be at the oh, same so place at the same time. You, As a group that splits and comes together, it's so much more fun when you're together. Yeah. 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 So that'll be nuts. I'll probably cry. Oh, you should. Um, I probably snot bubble cry. It'll be that's real fine. bad. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it will be a booty butt cheeks moment. Um, and what else? So like Patreon stuff is, is what's hitting right now. We're trying to kind of broaden out and we're looking for people who are in the games industry who want to talk about their political leanings in a, in a fun way too. Cause we have what's our bro- your Patreon plug it. Oh, patreon.com slash spawn on me. So you can get uh spawn on me after dark and the Bricago Beltway show, which is our political show. Um, and try to get people on, but it's an, it's a sticky, it's a sticky situation. People are like, I have PR people I have to deal with and you need to calm that down. Uh, so, yeah. uh, that's people a fun. Nope. They'd be like, nah, son. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Uh, I think the last, uh, uh, behind the scenes after dark show, we talked about Black Panther, uh, which was fantastic as well. So yeah, we have a lot of irons, uh, in the fire. We're just trying to figure out the next ways to kind of grow. Oh, and we have a goal. We have, we have a goal. So I am the social media manager slash community manager slash host slash uh, producer of all things. That's our life too. Yep. Um, Mostly Britney's life, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a good life. Yeah. So we're trying to get every account that I run. So that's the Facebook page. That's our Instagram page. That's the Twitter, Twitter account all to 10 K followers before the end of 2018. Okay. We so, can help you with that. Yeah. So we're trying to do that as like the next milestone to keep growing. So yeah. is it all spawn on me? Uh, this, the Twitter accounts at spawn on me, uh, Instagram is spawn on me podcast. Um, and, uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash spawn on me. So yeah, you should be able to find it pretty easy. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's like, like the big goal that's for, for 2018. Goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really important to have goals that um kind of bridge the gap between being just enough out of reach, but also attainable. Yeah. So that way you're not like really busting your brain trying to figure out like, how can I get to this impossible goal? The primary is like, can we do it before E3? Mm-hmm. Maybe. If we can get it by 2018, end of 2018, I'll be even better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, you guys have heard him. You can go to all of those social channels. We'll put those links in the description on YouTube and in the show notes on podcast formats. So if you guys want to get those links, they will be right there for you. You don't have to remember it because I know a lot of people listen to this show yeah. um, while they're out and about in their lives and are like, oh, I don't remember what those things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll help you out with that. Uh, but Khalid, this has been wonderful. Yeah, I'm so happy we finally got to do this. I know, me too. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We all have to get you all on the show. Yes. Be great. Because that'd be dope. That'd be fun. It'd be yeah. a lot of people all at once, but we could yeah. do it. We could figure it out. <laughs> I'll, figure, it I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, I just can't say enough wonderful things about the work that you're doing, and I'm so happy that you are seeing continued success and you're doing big things because 
We need more people like Khalif in video Thank games. You. We really do. As, You're I head, awesome. as I headbutt the microphone. <laughs> I tell you how well I podcast. That's better. Yeah, That's better. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It means a lot. As a fan of your work and all of your work for so many times, so many years, um, it's been fantastic to see you all grow too. And it's been so dope to see you take over this space in, in, in the ways that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, don't forget, he also appeared on Kind of Funny Games Daily because um, I got kicked off this week. Um, so you guys can check out his episode with Greg at kindoffunny.com. Uh, you can also go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. And I believe the Twitch archive is uh, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Yeah. But um, thank you so much again for coming out. This was wonderful. Anytime. And um be sure to subscribe to Pawn uh, Pawn on Me Pawn on Me Pawn on Me podcast. Um, and you guys can of course find out more about all of what's going on at uh, patreoncom slash on Me. So that's gonna do it for us for this week. Um, don't forget about all of our awesome packs things happening. Facebook.com slash What's Good Games. Please go RSVP for our event if you're gonna be at PAX East. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Are we and- doing our Life is Strange spoiler cast next week? So this is a good. Thank you for bringing this up. So we've been delaying on doing the Life is Strange spoiler cast because we want to make sure that you guys have had time to play we haven't all had time to play because of everything that's going on um yeah why don't we let's do it next week so this is your official warning if you guys have not played the farewell episode of life is strange before the storm make sure to do that and we're going to go through all of our decisions and choices and talk about it and we'll cry together yeah <laughs> next week I probably won't cry next week on the show <laughs> Steimer, we would expect nothing less of you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye.